Hello, everybody. This is uh, Tim and Jesse. Marty couldn't be with us because his father passed away this evening. And so before we started, we wanted to send our condolences to the Estes family and wish them well and send our prayers and thoughts and love to them. So please make sure you send a message to him on Twitter uh, and if you need to, um, but he'll probably be offline for a while. But again, we send our condolences to his family and to the Estes family. All right. With that, welcome to the Nintendo Dads, episode 395, recorded on October 6, 2022. On tonight's episode with special guest Barry Garenza, Carenza, excuse me, <laughs> co-founder of Premium Games, we talk about Super Mario Brothers Movie Direct, the latest Pokemon Scarlet Violet video, and some surprising news on video games. Jesse, you know what to do. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Nintendo Dads coming at you live. As usual, we do every Thursday night. First, I'd like to welcome our guest, Barry, to the show. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me back here. Excellent. I'm glad you got to join us. How was your day going so far? Busy. It was a launch day for us, so it was very, very busy. And obviously, Nintendo had their wonderful Direct earlier, and it's just been an exciting day. Excellent. And Jesse, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. You know, one of those crazy days at work, you know, we went... Yesterday was... We talked about this in the pre-show. was a holiday for our India people, so it was a really quiet day. No meetings, which means all the meetings were today. <laughs> Of course, but and make you, up for I, it. I, I'm still taking tomorrow off, and I'm taking the Monday off, so I got a four-day weekend. So I'm looking forward to getting some rest. Yes, I wish I had a four-day weekend, but it's not going to happen that way. Four-day weekend sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, at least. But we got a lot to cover, believe it or not. It may be a slow news week in some instances, but not so much. So let's just get into the news. All right, the news is brought to you by our Patreons at patreon.com slash Nintendo Dads. Huge thanks to all of them out there who give us a little bit of their money every month to help us keep this show going to do what we do here. And thanks to everybody at Patreon for giving us their, their subscriptions because we're able to do what we are looking forward to in November. And that's get together live for the first time together in New York. So we're looking forward to doing that November 5th, and we'll talk about that later on as well. But it's because of Patreon and you guys that were able to do that. So thank you very much. We'll get into other sponsors information later, but for now, as I said, we're getting into the news. And the first part of the news today is the Super Mario Brothers Movie Direct. Guys, did you guys get to watch that today? Did. Yes, I did. Barry, Barry, what were your thoughts on that Movie Direct? I thought uh, the well, I thought the direct was really cool. Uh, just that they, you know, had this the small little presentation. Miyamoto's son was there and everything. Uh, the trailer, I thought the animation was way better than I expected. Uh, definitely looks like they've been putting this time and effort into you know giving us the best quality. And it's not even done; they're still polishing stuff. Uh, right. The the big thing was the voices. Uh, I still feel it's too little to make a true judgment. 
you know, a sentence here or there is it's, it's taken out of context. I think I need to hear more to make a full judge, but I do think that that'll work for me. I think yes. Jack Black will work. I think, you know, Chris Pratt will work. Uh, just I, I, even the comedy, you know, like the, the penguins, it's like all the revenge <laughs> for throwing them off the cliff. And here they are. Like, I thought that was hilarious. Like right. when, when just Bowser just standing there, like, really? Like, I thought that was so perfect and spot on. Yes. So uh, I, I, I think like I've heard people say like, oh, Mario looks a little young, but this appears to be like an origin. Like they're, right. they're telling his first journey into the Mushroom Kingdom. So I could accept that. Like, this is 1985 Mario. This isn't 2022 Mario. Well, even Miyamoto-san has said that Mario's in his 20s, even today. So, yeah, he actually looks like he could be in the 20s. And for being an origin story, that makes sense. I'm waiting for the day, you know, after they do a few Mario movies where we'll get a, a just a Mario movie. Or it'll just be Mario in the sense of we got a Logan movie. So we get a Mario, old, old Mario, man, Mario, old man, Mario, old man you Mario. Know, in, in the future. <laughs> and that will just, never happen. You know, and he's just, you know, you can find him and having a beer somewhere and being angry. You, you know what? You can, you can almost <laughs> see that already. And that's in those a BMW commercial that they did that partnership with in Japan. Oh and you yeah. See yeah. That really weird old Mario get out of the car. Like there, that's it. That's there your old man, Mario. That's yes. That's where the that's where it's going to start right there. They were teasing it way back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was I think the thing. I, the thing it'll take me the longest to get used to is Mario's face is a little rounder than I'm used to. He seems to have like kind of extra cheeks. chubby cheeks. Yeah, yeah. Chubby, little extra chubby cheeks. You know, the uh, they went extra with the cheek with one set of cheeks and took them away from another set of cheeks. <laughs> yes, that's the rumor that's been going around. They, not rumor, but the news that he doesn't have a butt. Really? At least the topic really of internet? conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, one, yeah, it's the internet. But two, the dude ground pounds. You got to have some cushion there. Yeah. Maybe that comes with time being in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, well, you remember you know? he didn't ground pound until at World? Or three. Three had a ground pound. So he had a little oh, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had to, he had to learn it. You know, he had to get well, that think, junk in the trunk. I don't. It wasn't in, it wasn't in two no. yet because he was picking up. I don't think it was in three either. You know, you can do it as a tanuki or as a statue, but not as normal. So it was later when they, uh, maybe it was 64. It it was all the mushrooms, you know, he had to eat a lot of mushrooms to gain that (laughs) junk in the trunk. Mecha Dragon saying Mario 64 was the first ground pound. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I don't remember that kind of stuff, that kind of detail. So good on you guys for trying to remember that one. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, for me, it was just, I'm excited about it all. This is like super stoked for it. Even with Chris Pratt's voice for the moment we got to hear it. I'm like, okay, it it's, it is jarring when you're used to hearing Mario for a certain, a certain way for so long, obviously. But for me, it's more of, okay, like you, Barry was saying, you know, it's only a couple lines of dialogue we got to hear. And are we going to hear a, a Brooklyn Mario as opposed to an Italian Mario, yeah. you know? So I, yeah. I think I that's this- really where the disconnect is though. Like, yeah, like kids today who grew up Mario 64 or, or later, 
they only heard the Italian Mario. Yeah. But all of us, we grew up with the Super Mario Super Show and the Bob Hoskins movie and, you know, the Super Mario 3 and Mario, Mario World cartoons where he did have a New York accent. Right. And, and it wasn't that Italian, you know, Charles Martinet. <laughs> so I think it's, it doesn't bother me as much because I grew up with that Mario. <laughs> yeah. Well, right, I think yes. I don't know if I will be able to handle an hour and a half of Martinet uh mario <laughs> right exactly uh he does have a role in the movie somewhere we don't he they haven't announced what he's doing yet it'll be interesting to find out what they do with him he's gonna but, be mario's uh, dad <laughs> <laughs> maybe the the um uh where was i going with this yeah i, I was hoping that it was, wouldn't be chris pratt's normal voice it's not it seems to be pitched up a bit and so far i I'm digging it. I think I'm okay with this. Yes. So we're with, you know, so it's like a, a normal voice, but pitched up with the younger looking face. I, 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 and the very detailed clothing, even the collar. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I'm, it's not making me, you know, like, Oh, this sucks or anything like that. It was just, it, yes, it was jarring at first because of what I'm used to hearing, but, and then it was just like, okay. You know, I'm I'm going to be able to tolerate his voice through them, you know, through the whole thing. So and then, and then yesterday, the picture from a McDonald's poster was going around about this is this might be Mario's face in the movie. And yeah, it looked awkward as a still, but in motion, it's I think it's, it works. Especially yeah, when he's yeah. talking. I think so. I think voice is it's always one of those weird things. Even if you look at other gaming characters that have had that. Like Mega Man, for example, you know, if you grew up and you had the Mega Man cartoon, he was very masculine. He Americanized. He had a very, you know, masculine voice. But if you listen to him in the games, or he's a child, or the he's or the first time he was voiced in yeah, Captain N, Mega Mega. Kept, oh, that was even worse. But, but it was always a masculine <laughs> voice. But then if you like Mega Man Eight and and the way the Japanese always did it, it was it's like this really young, childish young boy. Pro- you know, probably voiced Captain by a woman most likely voiced by a woman <laughs> and it, it's very jarring it's like wait what happened to mega man you know it's a, so i can see this there's going to be a disconnect and what's going to happen is it's going to come out and some people will say i wasn't enjoying it uh originally but it grew on me some people will like it right away other people will say oh i couldn't listen to it i've seen people say i had to mute the trailer i'm like come on now you're being melodramatic yeah, yeah. a two-minute yeah. trailer and he talked for like 10 seconds come on <laughs> yeah or I, saw, I saw a comment too or outside of grunts like, he said two lines I saw a comment where Chris was like, or somebody was saying Chris Pratt spoke, and I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. It's like yeah. just because he said two lines. Or something. People <laughs> like to just do things for reactions. Yeah. They think they're edgy or whatever. Like, look, I'm cool. I don't like the okay, good. Yeah. I don't like it. Move that's on. that's the part I don't like. It's like just you know, if you don't like it, you don't yeah. like it. That's fine. Yeah. The uh Bowser, awesome. the model yeah. and voice. Nailed it spot on. I have nothing to say. Uh, Kamek, same thing. Yep. Lo- lo- I love that voice and model. And yes. they're powerful, too. It shows just how powerful they are. I, th- I think they've made them kind of more jokes in later games. But in the, in the beginning, they're they're powerful. They're supposed to be powerful. <laughs> I can't remember who was doing I Toad's voice. Not. Was there somebody doing Toad's voice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forget. I, mean, I don't remember. Toad sounds like Toad. Yeah, Toad sounded Toad or whatever that you know. <laughs> That's just Toad, like right, like the standard Toad. Okay, because he had the time. backpack like Captain Toad. Egan Michael Key. Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Did good job there. 
Yeah. All right. And then we got some comments from our chat too about it here. I'm trying to go over. So uh, I thought Bowser was going to steal the baby penguin. Nimfrindo said. Uh, (laughs) Roger wanted to see Bowser pick up a penguin and just chuck it off. (laughs) (laughs) Nimfrindo also said, uh, Nimfrindo also said old man Mario dies of poison mushroom. I can see that. Uh, episode, well, that's what Toad face... was trying to protect Mario from. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Episode says his face wasn't terrible, but it was off. Uh, and then he said something about Uncanny Valley. Um, I, saw, I saw a tweet comparing the Mario model to Rec- the Wreck-It Ralph. Fix- oh, yeah, Felix- yeah. Oh, Fix Felix, a Felix, Felix model. They look very similar, except for Felix is a little th- slimmer. New Super Mario Brothers was the first 2D Mario platformer where you could crown ground pound. Yeah, that's well. Is what Mecha Dragon so was saying. Long. That sounds about right. Yeah, because yeah. that would have been after 64. Yeah, it had a lot of the uh, 64 moves in it. Let's see. Charles is Charles is in the corner going, I could do better. <laughs> I could have done better. <laughs> is what <laughs> Mecha's saying. Aw. Uh <laughs> Uh, I think Jack Black uh, said there's going to be some musical stuff with Bowser. Uh, I think Matt Pat, I think it was Matt Pat who did a video, kind of look taking a good look at the cast. They all got a musical background, and thinks this could be a musical movie. A musical that would be it interesting. Be. Uh, and Mecha Dragon also says we're underestimating Charles. He would be fine. He would have been fine. Now we're not underestimating him. We just we're giving Chris the benefit of the doubt, I guess. So, <laughs> uh, do do do. Let's see, seeing what else I missed. All right, lots of good stuff in here from the chat. So, if you're out there listening, you can always join us in the chat. And keep keep up the conversation there. All right, any final thoughts on the direct? Uh, any ideas of when we might get a full trailer? Uh, Game Awards is what I would say. That's okay. Reasonable. Got a yeah, guess for I, Game Awards? That's probably a good guess. We might get one kind of like uh, a few weeks earlier, you know, Thanksgiving holiday or the, you know, the day week before when, when like the Pokemon comes out, when they have a big marketing push on whatever the next big thing is. Okay. But uh, I think Game Awards is a good candidate. I asked my wife yesterday. I asked my wife if she's interested in it. She goes, I want to see a trailer first. I don't want to make any decisions yet. I'm like, I'll give you a link to a trailer tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't yet seen it, but I have delivered the trailer. My wife saw it and was like, I'm excited. Let's go now. I I, I sent the trailer to my wife, all three kids and her brother, my my (laughs) brother-in-law have not heard any responses back. So I don't know what the thoughts are. But I, I, I am all in. I'm looking forward to to April 7th. Same yeah. here. Definitely all in here. All right. Speaking of other uh, showcases or directs, we had a Pokemon Presents uh, about the latest video for Scarlet and Violet. Jesse, you want yeah, to do so the honors? I, sure. I took notes on this. I literally watched it like an hour before we started recording. <laughs> so, So kind of... Not organized in any way other than this is what the order they showed in the video. So the brightly lit Pokemon in the wild, I want to use the word shiny, but that has a completely different meaning, uh, will t- terrestrialize in battle against you. 
And when enough damage is done to the wild Pokemon, it'll, it'll return to its normal state and can now be caught. The example shown was a Jigglypuff with a water Terra type. They said that every Pokemon has a Terra uh, Terrestrial life form. With it could be any one of the eighteen Terra types. Their native type has nothing to do with what their Terra type can be. Which I is think, pretty cool, I think, because then yeah. you can get something I, that doesn't normally fly to fly. Changes <laughs> it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think the you'll probably see a lot of like types early, early on with the uh not with the with the differing types being, you know, up more rare. And it'll probably be likely like raid target captures and we'll get to that later okay they uh poke and we've seen this before pokemon can be sent out to collect items and battle with wild pokemon on their own uh i don't know what i think about this one yet uh tms can be crafted using components dropped by wild pokemon so that's yeah, taking what they l- took from arceus where you had to craft your your Pokeballs and other potions and other tools, but now you're crafting your TMs. Yeah, that one I wrote a note saying, "Ugh, more crafting in a game." <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get tired of the crafting of everything. There's always got to be some sort of crafting mechanic in a game. Mecca so asks, like, "Does that mean they're dropping permanent TMs?" I don't know. <laughs> we don't know yet. I'm sure. I thought TMs I saw them can... pick up one. I thought I saw. I'm, I'm sure. Sh- there was. I, they picked up. I imagine TM. they can still be uh, item item drops and purchased, but this is just another way to get TMs. We'll find out. Yeah. This one again, I kind of think is kind of gross. <laughs> but giraffe rig, well, now has an evolution to farigariff farigariff. I bless you. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about because you know the joke about Girafferig is it's a palindrome, and it has two heads on either side. You know the the tail is a head, so Faragaraf is also a palindrome, but both heads are now in the front and it has no tail. So it looks really weird. <laughs> it does. Uh, it looked cool though, kind of. It still looked kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah, they got to keep the pun going. Yes. Yeah, I think I think even in Japanese it's a palindrome uh, with kanji. Okay. But <laughs> that's cool. So, so trainers will have to complete gym tests before they can battle the gym leader. Similar concept to what they did in Sun and Moon. Gym leaders can also use terrestrialized Pokemon. There'll be many player avatar options available, similar to Marquis. So I'm not surprised there. Selfie camera. Ew. Yeah, I saw not just the selfie, but it seems like there's a lot of camera things going on in there. So, like, they incorporated Pokemon Snap into the game, it seems like, you know? Not just with the selfies, but you could do pictures and take, you know, take some nice pictures and post them or whatever. Inferendo asks if we need to use a crafting table to make TMs. I, again, we don't know. I kind of hope that they do what they did in Arceus, where if you do it at a stationary table, it'll automatically access whatever you have in storage. Yeah. But you can also have a temper a portable table 
that you can whip out anywhere. But at that point, you're only limited to what you have in your own, in your backpack. Yeah, they had uh, in the video, they had it looked like a computer where you were accessing all of your components to make the TM. Right. So uh, because, you know, phones are portable computers, basically, yeah, you know, they can still do a portable thing based off of what you have on you. Yep. So that still could be done. We'll learn more as we get closer to the release date. <laughs> yes. Okay. Picnic areas. You can make and eat sandwiches to add effects and wash and play with your Pokemon. I don't know if this is something I'll get, I'll dig dive much into. I'd never really so, liked these side tasks that are just something else to do other than the actual game. Instead of Nintendogs, we got Pokemon. Right. We well, they've think. always they've done things like this in <laughs> the past as well, and I've never really yeah. cared cared to do it. And I uh, think the I think it's funny you can make sandwiches now. It's not, it's it's kind. I like it. I like it actually. It's not yes. anything I'm not. Didn't, didn't Sword with. and Shield do like a curry or something? Yeah, yeah, it was like there was curry, and there's usually some other types of dishes that are being made. But sandwiches, I I know how to make those. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be into that. <laughs> And then the last, I have tarot raids. Up to four trainers can attack a terrestrialized Pokemon together to try to defeat it before time runs out. Yes. And the, the examples they had was, I don't remember the Pokemon, but it had a terror type of ghost. So it was a really awkward combination. Going back to the sandwiches thing, Jesse, you should be totally into that, right? Because you're the I was trying guy. to avoid that topic. <laughs> Art, artisanal sandwiches or something like yes, that? Yes, so. that is that that is that is the lore. Yes. The lore. Barry, are you, Barry, are you excited about do you play Pokemon games? Are you yeah. excited about this? Okay. Yeah, I've I'm really excited about this one specifically because Pokemon's one of those, you know, I grew up you know, within high school, Red and Blue came out and the anime and all that stuff. But I fell out of it like most people, you yeah. know, in the, the middle middle tier. Uh, Diamond Pearl was the last one I really, like, tried to play. And and I came back in X and Y, which I, I've seen a lot of people do that. But, like, Arceus earlier this year blew me away. And I know some people say, oh, the graphics are ugly. They never bothered me. But to me, that was the game I wanted back in the N64 all those years ago. So right. like yeah. the high school yeah. in me, the kid was like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. So I, I, I am on record saying Arceus is my favorite Pokemon yeah, game of all time. It is, it is my favorite <laughs> because it gave me what I wanted. So this is doing that plus more and the open endedness. I love it. I mean, the 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 other superfluous stuff. I'm I'm with you, Jesse. I I never did like the beauty contests or or play with the Pokemon or any of that other stuff. Um, but it's there, and just because it's not for me doesn't mean I don't like it being in the game because it adds something for other people. You know, the camera. I'm I, you know, tons of games have camera modes. Yeah, well, there so was a big uproar when they took it out of Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, I rarely use camera <laughs> modes, but I know some people who go crazy with camera modes. Right. So let it be a oh, feature. Like speaking of artisanal <laughs> sandwiches. Adam is a big camera mode guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Adam from Mega Dads, our our uh, pseudo competitor, I guess, if you will, our, <laughs> our, our, our rival, our rival. Yeah. No, they're they're good friends of the show over there too. So 
Um, we just like teasing each other back and forth. Um, so, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Ar- Arceus was my favorite. Uh, I don't like I all the Pokemon games usually I get into, but fall away from it because it was the kids who usually get it. And I was getting the other game and playing it with them. And then when they got way far ahead and didn't need my help anymore, I was like, okay, I was kind of either done with it. I did finish moon i'm trying to remember i think moon was the last one i finished and that was on the 3ds i had shield i didn't get into that i did a little bit whenever yeah, the kids need my same help here i did finish it. i did finish sun and moon i don't remember which one i bought but yeah. i didn't get far in i didn't get far in xy i didn't get far in sword shield but arceus arceus for sure and oh yeah i um, put a hundred dollars into arceus yeah that one is that is on my list of game of the year games when we start talking about that so barry can't hear you i i did x and y and i skipped sun and moon and ultra sun and moon but then i went back and sword and shield and beat those (laughs) i did the opposite of you guys in that regard (laughs) and then of course arceus like you i I probably put like 80 hours in i i it was the only game ever that i've completed the pokedex um i just felt compelled let me go after everything like it, it was just fun I liked it because of this. And this is what you were talking about. Everybody plays their Pokemon games differently, right? So for me, it was about the story. I played to complete the story. I I wasn't all about completing the Pokedex like you. And I don't but know. But you needed seen... to do it to get the end of the story. Well, to a certain point, I didn't go in and, and get, there's others that you can get or like you could get to a certain level or certain you can get a certain number of pokemon and get to the end of the story but then when you get to the end arceus says complete the pokedex to face me so you have to complete the pokedex outside of the two special ones shaman and darkrai which needed the save data from sword shield or diamond pearl but then when you have the full pokedex is when you go to uh arceus and you fight him and you see the true ending of the game and you get to catch arceus I guess I didn't do that then. So yeah. <laughs> okay, I met. Is this which which game was this? We talked uh, about Legends Arceus. Okay. No. Yeah. You. You. I didn't have to transfer anything over. No, you don't transfer anything over. But there's two bonus Pokemon if you have saved data from the previous games. Uh, you you get special quests to get Shaman and Darkrai, but they don't count for Arceus. Like you just need to do all the oh. remaining ones, and if you catch them, I didn't all, realize that was dependent on save gate data from another game. Yeah, Shaman is from Sword and Shield, and uh, Dark Rise from uh, uh, Diamond and Pearl. The yeah, remake. Well, I I just happened to have save states for those games, so I guess why I, that's <laughs> why I got them. I say so. Okay, so I got to the point where I thought the story ended. And I know there was more to where you could face Arceus, but from what I understood, there wasn't any other story elements to that. So, but that's pretty much the end of the story. There, well, there, there's a little bit there, but Arceus's battle is insane. It's the it is like the hardest battle I've done, I've done in a Pokemon right. game. It's, uh, like, I'd, it's got I'd say save states. I, I'd say Enamorous is probably more difficult still. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I hated her. <laughs> All right. Well, I felt satisfied with what I That's did. That's all that matters. <laughs> all that matters. So, and I had a lot yeah, of fun. But, with but it, so. I, I did get full decks. I think my son got full decks and uh, um, when he played it. Of course, he yeah. cheated. He had a lot of friends to transfer Pokemon over. I literally only had two 
two people send me Pokemon to to help out, but when I did the the little nitpicky things to complete the decks, I would have done them on my on my own with it, so that really didn't help. No, I didn't get a full shiny decks. That's crazy. That, that just sounds <laughs> silly. That sounds like a lot of work there. All right, so I'm also looking forward to the Pokemon game. Which one are you guys looking? Are you going to want to pick up or play, Jesse? Which one are you going to play, the Violet or Scarlet? I, I, I think uh, I don't remember which one. Uh, Scarlet, I think the one with the prehistoric. That's Scarlet. As opposed, okay, I think I I think I pre-ordered Scarlet. Okay, and I think my son's you, getting Violet. I'm I'm gonna be Scarlet because my wife's favorite color is purple, so she's gonna be playing the violet. <laughs> gotcha. Play the opposite. Nice. Yeah, I'm leaning I, towards. That's that's normally what my logic was, but I of the two, basically my decision was based on which of the two professors I wanted to look at, and I went with the woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the violet one so far because uh, that's I like the way that. Uh, that uh, legendary Pokemon looked in the way. I think that one looked more like a motorcycle than the other one did. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, yeah, they didn't say it, but they kind of showed it really briefly at the start of the video. Is they can use those legendary mounts in water. Yeah, that was awesome. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, I I will tell everybody right now. I I don't know all of the lore of Pokemon and stuff like that, and just, but I do like. What I do know and what I learned from all the people who are heavily into it and talking to people like that. So that's, I like the story. I like what I played in Arceus. So I'm looking forward to what's coming out in Violet. So as long as you have fun, that's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next piece of news. Uh, Killer Queen Black to shut down on November 30th because Amazon closed down GameSparks, a service that allows devs to build games while letting AWS manage and scale the cloud infrastructure. GameSparks closes down on September th- or closed down on September 30th. So the developer LiquidBit shopped around to migrate their infrastructure somewhere else, but all options available required significant rework to their code. So unfortunately, they're going to have to shut down Killer Queen Black. So hopefully they're working on a Killer Queen Black 2. <laughs> we'll be able to play that one. Uh, but that's unfortunate. That was a pretty cool game. That when we were when it came out, we got together as a community and played that a lot. Uh, Barry, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, this is one of those cases where I'm I really cherish single player games because when you have a multiplayer style game, it's fun until things like this happen and you know you have a physical version that's a a glorified coaster and you have you know the servers are down and you can't enjoy that game and all it is is a memory and and that's a real shame because the developers spent a lot of time and i I actually got to meet them uh at a show a couple years ago when they were showing the game off really passionate people uh just love what they were doing the community behind it was really good and all that work is gone and all you know, yeah, it's, that's a, a it's just, just like boom, you can't even enjoy it. And that's that's the real real tragedy is that all the hard work is gone and no one can just have fun. And and if at least there's an offline component, that would be that could be preserved. But if there's not this look at yeah, look I at Babylon's remember. fall. I mean <laughs> there's a yeah, you know, there's another coaster. 
And yeah. th- this this news dropped shortly after the whole Stadia thing we talked about last week. So that's that's kind of like the the risks that developers have when they use third party middleware. Is if that middleware is gone, so is your game. Yeah, that's a yeah. bummer. And uh, ho- hopefully this doesn't um, start a domino effect, you know, so we don't see a bunch of other things coming down like that, or we start seeing new things come up to take its place at least. But well, that's uh, the, that's the problem with any of these game, anything with games for service. I mean, even, even like just dance, the one staple has gone to that. Like there's the physical versions are not physical. They're codes in box. Right. They're like, Oh, yeah. let's, let's be as cheap as possible. So the, the games become vaporware at that point, the server shuts yeah. down gone, you know, uh, we've so, seen it so many times before. Mecca asked if there's local play. So I looked at, the, the the game's page it says you can play on a single system up to four players so that will probably still exist that will hopefully yeah you can play local wireless up to eight players meaning you have eight people in a circle each with their own system and game doing ad hoc networking that will probably still exist but most people play online mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's the component that's going away that's a big component well, hopefully they can figure out something, like I said, a Killer Queen Black 2 or something that will get them back up and running and then different with a different service. Oh, and then Ebosel reminded us about Wi-Fi Connect that powered DS and Wii games mm-hmm. that when uh, GameSpy said, time to renew your, your contract, it'll cost N dollars or N more dollars. And Nintendo said, screw that. Cancel. It'll sh- shut it down. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. All the digital storefronts are going to go away eventually. All those servers are going to go away. Um, you know, some people say, I don't care. I've moved on. But in terms of game preservation, it's terrible. You know, sucks. Yeah. Those things are yeah. gone. In fact, you know, I've, I've been playing, replaying Dragon Quest Nine, which had a Wi-Fi Connect component. And so there are people who set up separate servers that can be accessed if you put in a certain DNS address and it, you know it's working I'm able to access the same type of shop that you could have access when it was you know run by the real servers by when by Square Enix or Nintendo I don't know who did but uh so that that part's still being preserved by other people it's just not available by the original developers anymore that's that's shame, but that's that's the future, right? Yeah, everyone needs to be streamed, and everything needs to be cloud, and everything needs to be direct at your fingertips, and and it, it's all you know fun and games and easy until it no longer exists. Right, and <laughs> right. it's understandable too. After there's been some time where it's you know you got your fill of it, I guess, but this still seems pretty quick. What Killer Queens only oh, been yeah. out what you know a Two year years. or two. So, yeah, and you know, mo- movies and TV shows on Netflix, games on Game Pass, there's it's still a revolving door. Games come in, games go out. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're at least in the terms of Xbox, they're still available to buy, that it's not they're not available on Game Pass anymore, but it does alter the availability. Yeah, well, there's even some uh shows, uh, like HBO Max just did this where you know, now that Discovery is in charge, they like cut a bunch of shows from HBO Max's tax write-offs that they did with, with the background movie, the same thing. And those shows, you know, some of them 
did get a DVD release and now are super expensive because it's the only way to watch that show. And other ones right. never did. And now you'll never get to see that show again. And it's it's like socks. Like even if the show wasn't the greatest to at least have access to it in some form. Right. You know, it's preserved. Yeah, all that stuff should be preserved. Ibisol says, you must rent the games. We won't allow ownership, which is a complete 180 of Nintendo's attitude in the 80s, where we don't, you know, they made it in Japan. It was illegal to rent. You could not rent games. Um, they tried to fight it in the U.S. They couldn't. That They lost that battle. But that's why, you know, North American games are tuned more difficult than the Jap- their Japanese counterparts because they didn't want people to finish a game in a weekend. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the history. got easier though. Final Fantasy Four, for example, because we're just Americans and we're stupid. They had to tone down the games for us. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Ah, uh, well. Um, moving on in the news, we also got um a inscription has been rated by Peggy for a Switch release. Um, they rated a Peggy 16 and there, but there's no additional information on this and no announcements yet as to inscription coming out for the Nintendo switch. Um, but that's pretty exciting. I saw that and I glad Jesse got it down here in the notes. Uh, we, we both kind of figured that it would be pot since it came out for the PlayStation that we were going to possibly see it for the switch. Uh, we both really liked that game. Jesse, you played it in the PlayStation. I didn't, but, uh, yeah. and, uh, I didn't PC, like, of course. you know, so, so the one reason why it wouldn't, they had to make changes based on the PC version. I don't like how they did it, but they did what they did. And that same, that, that I'm sure that'll port over to the switch exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. I do not plan on triple buying this game. <laughs> in case That's where I'll probably asking. double dipping is will probably be on the switch, but we'll I've see. already did my double dip. So I'm good. <laughs> Barry, have you played Inscription or heard of Inscription? I've never even heard of Inscription. Okay. It's um, Jesse, you want to do the Yeah, it's. Are you familiar with Doki Doki Literature Club? I love Doki Doki Literature Club. So, where the game introduces itself as a gameplay, but it's Mm -hmm. really something else. Mm -hmm. That's what Inscription is. Ah. It starts out as a card game, like Magic the Gathering. Um, then it turns out to be not that. And, no, don't uh, spoil it. Now you've got that, that, I that's love as far, that. That's as far as I go with my pitch. Because anything else is a oh. anything else is a spoiler. Yep. Oh, was it digital only? Then I take it. Right? It didn't come out physically. Uh, Correct. Yes. I don't. I don't think there's a disc. And that's inscription with a Y, right? No. You have to send me the name. Or not with show. a Y, but uh, was it? Yeah, it's spelled differently. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's spelled differently. It's, it's like script, you know, S-E-R-Y-P-T. Okay, yeah. Send it to me after. But, you know, like Do- Doki Doki is one of those I loved, even though it was free when it came out physical. I supported it on all platforms. I'm like, no, I just this game needs to be played. I love yeah. Doki Doki. Literature, yeah, I, I, I actually double dipped. I, I bought it digitally just to play it on launch day, and then I still bought the physical because it, it's one of the few things I really do want to collect. Yes. Such, such a good game. Yep. And that's, and the funny story behind that is Jesse, before I joined the Nintendo dads on the show, um, probably doing stuff on the back end, Jesse had been trying to get other, the other Nintendo dads to play this game on the PC. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. tried to get Zach to play it, you know, being uh, the psychiatrist. Doki. 
the Doki Doki I game. So yeah. wanted to get his insight on it. I did the same thing to my friends. I played it and I said, everyone needs to play this. I made my wife sit down and play it. I'm like, no, you need to play this game. It'd <laughs> oh, take two hours and be done with it. You know? All three of my kids played it. My son, the middle one, loved it. The two daughters did not like it. <laughs> and then uh, Sayori. when it came out for the Switch, I was like interested in it. And Jesse was like, you got to play it. <laughs> so I have someone to talk to about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many, like all the new things they added in plus. There's new rabbit holes to go down. If you've ever yeah. seen like all the if, hidden stuff. If, if, yeah, if you have the chance to play plus and to play it on somewhere other than a PlayStation, do it. Because. PlayStation has a sensors a few scenes, and it's kind of off-putting. It actually makes it more weird, but it isn't what was designed. Oh, yeah. The Switch and the Xbox version and the PC versions are are as designed. Great games and inscription is as well. So uh, if you didn't hear Jesse's pitch, uh, rewind, listen to that one more time. And if, <laughs> if you're into it and go check that out or wait to see it come out for the switch so all right next up on the news is another jesse game pick cross x pick bits versus ooze boros to release so. outside of japan in november so that one i'm actually excited about because it is a versus game right so it's a versus that's what pick it looks like game. they still haven't put out an english trailer Okay. The only trailer they have is in Japanese, and I don't think it was closed captioned. So I'm only gonna go going by their visuals and the few things that they do write in English. But okay. not, it's not a lot. But it does does seem to be like a battle game. Like you have five like five 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 puzzles, and you're going head to head against other people trying to see who can do them faster or something like that. I'm hoping they have more complicated than just five by fives. <laughs> It'll be definitely interesting to see. So, uh, Barry, are you into any of the Picross games at all? Or do you I love Picross. There uh, you go. I think Picross is great. There you go. Then, then uh, did you pick up S8? I did not. No. Okay. Yeah that that one I don't play them all either. Uh, I don't play I them all. That one. If it if it doesn't come out. Physically, I don't usually get it unless it was free, like the Pokemon Picross or oh, okay, uh, Twilight gotcha. Princess. Um, so it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, like, and then some of them, what was it Death by Numbers? I think it was on Switch, which was like a visual novel Picross game. Like, that's so cool. Murder by like, Numbers. Murder by Numbers. That was it. Like, I love things like that. Nice. And yeah, sometimes I, I see some of the stuff that may not be physical yeah. here, but it's on Play Asia. That was another the dating a dating sim crossover. I mean, look up that name. Um, yeah, the, uh, I was fun. I don't know if you played like Mario's Picross on the Super Famicom, which is only available on the the NSO. Like, I was like, oh, this is so weird seeing like Mario talking about these like standard general items and stuff. <laughs> Even though it's in Japanese, it's, it's still Picross. I'll figure it out. Pixel Puzzle Makeout League. Oh, that's that's certainly a game. It is, a, it, it, is, it, it is a game i have a pixel there was a pixel puzzle uh switch release physically in japan that had english it was like a three in one but i don't know if that one was included or if it was that it might have been a four in one or something and, a, and like that one might have been included but it was uh, Japanese. Well, this this one isn't a jupiter game so it's uh trying to find the developer oh, the publisher is sky map games doesn't say who the developer is 
That is interesting. Well, speaking know. of Picross uh, games, still Picross S2's updates broke many features of the game. So Jupiter uh, talked about doing a bunch of update, updates that they introduced in the most recent games and into their earlier S games. Yeah, and they had four player support and touchscreen support. Yeah. So Jupiter suggests not launching it until another update can be built and deployed. <laughs> Other Picross games apparently are fine after their updates. Just S2s apparently got broke. So interesting. That happens. <laughs> yep. Doggone code. <laughs> Uh, yep. Other news and game releases is Pilot Wing 64 will be added to the NSO Plus expansion pack and will be coming there on October 13th. Y'all excited for that one? I'm actually excited because I never got to play it. So I'm oh. looking forward to checking out Pilot Wing 64. I love Pilot Wing 64. I don't remember if I ever played 64. I remember playing the Super Nintendo version and for a while I got good at it. And then I played it again later, and it's not, I am not so good at it anymore. So <laughs> I probably will give this one a try, and I am not expecting to be good. This one starts off where it's like, oh, this is easy, and then the, the difficulty ramps up. Uh, because yeah, it was a it, launch title. There was when it gets to the jetpack, I'm like, okay, this jet, is where I found jetpack wasn't bad. A lot of it's the, the hang glider. There's like puzzle, like, like levels where you have to like get into wind gusts and go up. And make sure you go up high enough to like hit certain altitudes, but because this was a launch title for the 64, when we beat Mario 64 in the day, that was the only really other thing we had to play. So right. we just we just kept going on those levels over and over until we we accomplished the goals. Uh, it was one of those things where as a kid or a high school kid, you know, you know, having a sleepover with your friends, you're taking turns, you have the patience for those things. You know, yes. when you're 40, it's like, ah, I had enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll move on. I got no time for this. That's a good point right there. Good point. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. And, uh, also looking forward to getting closer to learning more about Goldeneye coming to the NSO. So <laughs> Once we get pilot wings done, and it'll be just waiting on that. So let's hope yeah. they fix I'm, the I'm, frame rate. I'm I'm still seeing people put out videos confused about why Nintendo's GoldenEye will have online support and the Xbox's version won't. I'm like, yeah, I already explained this. Don't explain it again, Jesse. <laughs> Tell them why. Because lay down the knowledge. They're not patching in. I don't think they're patching in online into the game. It's because the emulator already supports online. You go online first, then launch your game. They're just going to play the game like normal. And if you happen to be online, up to four people, then you're online with up to four people playing playing the normal game. Where, as in the Xbox, again, they don't want to change the code to support it, so it's the game, which... It could have also been a deal with them where Xbox gets the HD version and Nintendo gets the online. Because remember, GoldenEye was published by Nintendo. So Golden, the, the publishing rights are held by Nintendo for that game, even though Rare developed it. So that could have been one of the compromises they came to to allow it, it to well, happen. Could, yeah, it could have been. And that was Maybe, one well, I threw it, out there, too. If they're making HD patches to it i think that makes it a different game and doesn't qualify uh no it's still, publishing rights i don't know but I, I i think it's because it's not they didn't add out networking to the game it's in the emulator that, that could be a reason too all great all possibilities we'll learn in a book 10 years from now so yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe when the secrets are revealed yes or in a documentary somewhere so 
Of course, right, if this that... ends up being a separate downloadable instead of through an expansion pack, then I'm way off. Then I'm way wrong. But I think this will be part of expansion. Pack. I think it's part of the NSO. Yeah. Well, that's our news, everybody. Let's move on to a quick ad break from Justin. Hey, folks, support of today's episode of Intended Ads is brought to you by Manscaped. Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by, by, by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join over the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and getting 25% or sorry, 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. That's 20% off and free shop sh- free shipping when you use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. Uh, folks, uh, we've talked about how awesome Manscaped is. We continue to uh, encourage you to use the products there. There is some tremendous products that you have an opportunity to get. Don't forget that, they are, that their use of their uh, ultra premium deodorant. Um, and by the way, don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice flavored. Uh, it, and it's it's a lovely cologne quality fragrance as well. And of course, we've talked before about the crop preserver ball deodorant. Um, and it's just that idea just to make sure that, hey, you know, your armpits sweat, other places sweat, make sure you're smelling nice as well. So absolutely, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to head over to manscaped.com. Uh, take a look at the premium package this fall. Again, a great gift as maybe preparing for the holidays and, and uh, Christmas or giving away to a friend or, or whomever. Um, these are absolutely fantastic products. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. All the Nintendo Dads use Manscaped products. We highly recommend them, and we think that you would absolutely use them as well and make them part of your day-to-day routine. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Thanks for that, Justin. Now let's move on to our discussion. All right, today's discussion is going to be focused on our guest here, Barry. Again, Barry, thanks for coming to our show today. Uh, you are a founding member uh, of the Premium Edition Games, and we've got some questions for you that I awesome. hope uh, you can answer for us. Yeah. You recently dropped, you and your team just recently dropped uh, the Premium Edition Games Fall 2022 Premium Direct. That's correct. Uh, you dropped it on October 1st with tons of physical releases announced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to run through a list real quick uh, of what we saw there. And, and and we'll talk about some of those in a minute. But uh, And please let me know if I missed anything. <laughs> so Raji, an Ancient Epic Enhanced Edition. Again, these are all going to be physical releases, everybody. So... You guys are doing that. And when you guys hinted at it before, I was so excited about that. That And that was your first video or f- first thing you guys shown. I was like, yes, <laughs> I was excited about that. Uh, they bleed pixels, which looks really cool. Um, and again, you guys can, anybody who's interested, go check out premium edition on YouTube. You can go rewatch their direct there and you'll see all the video content there. And when these uh, will become vis- physical at some point. Or go to their website, see all, all that stuff there too. Uh, Premium Edition Classic Series Volume 1. I understand you guys announced that before, but is a little bit of delay on that. And you guys have talked about that a little bit in the video. Port of Sunshine Anthology is being worked on. And you guys will be handling that physical edition for that. 
a robot name fight steelbook edition. So it's not, you guys had brought that out previously in your, in your series. Uh, but now you're doing a re-release, but in a steelbook edition. And that one I'm excited about too, especially since I found out it was a Metroidvania type. Yes, game. It is. So uh, love three, which looks insane by the way. So um, pixelated little person, you got to jump around all these, like almost like, super meat boy type things it looks like in some way some fashion so but uh it's called love three and then eagle island twist which includes not only the original eagle island game if i understood it correctly but it also has the twist version of the game which if i if i remember correctly in the video it was basically basically a way for people to play it that maybe may have been intimidated by the original eagle islands game because the Eagle Island was a little tougher and then twist is supposed to make it not so tough. <laughs> this has nothing to do with chubby checker. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but not only announcing all those I, games, I, I, I bet three people understood my reference. So. <laughs> not only announcing all those games, you guys also announced new team members. You're at your active, uh, how active you guys are in the games for kids, the books you guys are going to be dropping CDs and also releasing PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games. Lots of stuff you guys announced in there. Did I miss anything, Barry? Uh, no, I think you you did a pretty good <laughs> uh, cover of, of all of it. I mean, we could touch on some of the stuff, of course, yes. but you did, you did a good general overview for sure. Sure. And again, if you want in details for anybody who's watching now, please, by all means, if you want, pause this while you're watching, listening to the podcast or watching us on YouTube, pause this come back, go watch their thing, come back as we discuss it. But Barry, how tough was it for you, especially to hold back and not, you know, release <laughs> any of this information out to the public up to this point? How tough was it for you? It's always tough. Uh, I think I'm trained at this point doing this for, <laughs> for several years now. Uh, it's, there's a lot when you sign these contracts that, you know, you just can't, can't reveal things yet. I mean, you could technically just blow the, but it's not fun. Like <laughs> you want the surprise element. So right. like I can tell you, we have a ton of stuff for 2023 and even into 2024 that I can't talk about right now. So it's like, I know like that's, that's about as much as I could say on that topic. So I was just at a uh, retro world expo, which is in Hartford, Connecticut uh, in the end of August. And I was talking to, to some of our fans who were asking, you know, like, when's the next direct? And I was telling them, I said, look, the series four direct that we did we, right before I came on this show the first time was a five page script. And I said, all I could tell you is that this is right now a 12 page script. <laughs> I said, that's about all I could tell you. Just be, be prepared. This is going to be a lot bigger. Uh, there's a lot to do, uh, but it, it is tough. I mean, I, it's just the excitement, yes. but, but we know delivery of that the news is also important um it's just like anything else you know you could just say it and like like i'm not a big leaker i hate leaks i hate spoils um <laughs> don't get us started on that <laughs> you know i i think it's one of those things where if i saw a list and said like i always look away from but it's like old Ninten new nintendo direct here's what's coming and it lists like new zelda new metroid new earthbound new you know star tropics like all my wish list stuff that i would love i think that that would kill anything when i would see like a big reveal like oh yeah we, we knew about this like yeah. it's nowhere near as fun as going oh my god they're making another one of these um and and so i because i'm not a big fan of that i don't want 
others to get gypped of that. So we want to we want to do fun ways to reveal uh, reveal the games. Uh, like you said, we, we started with Raji and we always do that with if we tease a game, we're going to start with it because everyone's expecting it. They want to see it. Let's not let them wait. Let's just get you know, drip off the bandaid. You want to see Raji? Boom. Here's Raji. Um, but then now, now I'll stay for everything else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I bet. I bet it is. Yeah. But I bet. And, also- and friendo demonstrated that he's one of the three people that got my joke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so being that you guys are, you guys get a lot done for amazingly uh, for how small you guys are. So it's probably a little bit easier to keep a tight knit on things because of how small you guys are, but you guys are growing too. Like yeah. I said, you guys have new team members you're adding. So as you scale, I'm sure there's, you know, everybody understands NDAs, mm-hmm. but there's because of scaling, there's always going to be more hands touching things. Are you afraid of leakers getting a hold of your information and leaking anything? I mean, I, I would certainly hope not. I mean, we do have NDAs. Yes. Um, we have to be careful. Um, even when we have games, like, so, you know, we had the, with the deal with uh, ScreenWave that we're so honored to. We, we had to be careful. Like if Justin Silverman, for example, tweeted something, if we started liking it beforehand, it would be like, oh, because everyone does that. Oh, so-and-so retweeted this or so-and-so liked right. this. What does it mean? Um, people are so speculatory on that. So <laughs> yeah. it is. It's almost like walking on eggshells. If Kojima likes a post. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If Sakurai likes a post or if if Platinum Games tweets out a Nintendo Direct or whatever. Um, so am I worried? No. The Retro uh, Studios I, says anything. 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 I'll take anything from Retro at this point. <laughs> um, but no, we, we're a very tight-knit group. Lisa, we're very small. Um, and because of that, everyone understands like we're, we're all doing this. We're a family. Um, and yeah. like, if you're part of the team and you're like, Hey, test this game, see what you think. Um, and you're under an NDA, it would be really weird if, if suddenly we're like, Oh yeah, by the way, we're testing this game, whatever. And we right. like do why, like what, like, why would you do that? Right. And we would notice it right away because we have a really good community of followers who would immediately say something. And we've had people guess games before they're like, or like, oh, we want this game, or oh, you're going to do this game, and we're like, oh, we just got to stay quiet. Like, yeah. <laughs> we just got to stay quiet, like, not acknowledge them in any way, shape, right. or form. No response. No, no response. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to understood that. Uh, so you received really good reception on this last premium edition. Were you surprised at all, or is it just basically that your typical community, you know, loving you type response, or? Did you get uh, more response than you? I expected? think we got more of a positive response than than we were even expecting. Uh, we always we always hope for a positive response. Uh, sometimes it doesn't always work. Uh, when we did our last direct, uh, there was a negativity about the price. We had to increase the price uh, of our games because with COVID, the price of materials went up, and we actually increased the dark materials. Our materials are actually uh, higher quality. Um, so we're like, well, we, we, you know, we're a small company. We're not Amazon or anything like we, we, you know, we, mm-hmm. this is what, the way we have to do it. And there was a negative reception about that. And, and we saw that and we heard, and we're like, all right, we need to do something. So we figured out ways. It took us months to figure out ways that we could still get the high quality materials and we can get them at a cheaper price. And, and we were able to bring the price back down because we heard, you know, we're, we understand that, you know, as long as a complaint is warranted, and and reasonable and not mean uh right. you know we're absolutely going to do what we can and we did that um you know we were we weren't sure 
because uh, all the games we release, we play and we love. So mm-hmm. all of these games we absolutely love, but we weren't sure what people were going to say about Love 3. And you, you love the graphics, but we know some people are like, oh, those are older graphics. Uh, maybe it's not for me. This isn't, you know, this isn't state of the art, but it's not supposed to be. Um, but instead, Fred Wood, who developed the game, uh, has a big following. He worked on like uh, Undertale and stuff. He, uh, a lot of love, ironically, for love. Uh, and it was wonderful. It was like, oh, you know, this is great. Like we were worried that that people were actually going to be against us on it because we we support the game, um, yeah. and that was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, this is this is great. And we've seen people say, I want all the games, and some people say, well, this one's my favorite. Or the, that's fine. You yes. know, you you want to play what you want to play. Not every game is going to be for everybody. And we've seen that. Like, oh, people are like, oh, ran your parade. That's not a Metroidvania. Oh, I always I, I <laughs> release that because it's an awesome fun game Mm -hmm. um not every game is going to be for you and that's fine but we just like to release cool games and if it's a cool one of our uh, our mottos i guess you could say is we we would say that every time there's a nintendo direct and you know i normally like two games if i'm lucky (laughs) yes but i'm glad that some other people like the games i don't exactly we try to remind people that every nintendo's not trying to appease you 100 percent with their direct you know it's basically if you're if you like them all great then you're one of the few who's going to like them all so but same with you guys obviously there's you guys are trying to reach you know different fan bases people we 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 allow suggestions you know we say please suggest we want you to suggest games you want to see physical uh and you know we'll, we'll always try and do our best to reach out um, sometimes there's already deals in place, so it's dead in the water. Sometimes we'll play the game and maybe we won't even like it. And we'll say, you know what? This isn't a game for us. Um, or the game will be great. and We just can't come to an agreement. Like whatever happens, we need to make sure everything works. And if everything works out, um, that means it's a game we stand behind. We absolutely love it. We, we support it. Uh, we're going to go through all the motions to make it physical. Um, and all we ask is, you know, if, if it doesn't look like a genre you like, that's fine. Don't play it. But if it even intrigues you, give it a shot because that's why we do the challenge cards because all of our games come with challenge cards from the developers. If you do the challenge and submit it, um, proof will give you a a physical patch in the mail as our way of saying, congratulations, physical achievement. We're the only ones that do this. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that's freaking awesome. Every game has its own. That's like a, it's like a throwback to old Activision games. It's exactly that is, what it ex- is. That's what I was going to say, because my grandma actually got the River Raid one. And yeah, I River Raiders. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's exactly it. So we we brought that back. All of our releases get them. Every game has their own patch. And I can't tell you how many people have submitted patches saying, I got the game. I got it because I'm a collector. I decided I'd try it for the patch you've now introduced me to my new favorite game. I can't stop <laughs> playing this. Um, and to me, that's awesome because I, we know we're all busy. We can't play all the games we, we buy. We, you know, we always buy more than we could play, but we don't want our games to sit there sealed, uh, not getting enjoyed because we love these games and yes. that's why we support them. And we love the developers and the publishers that we work with. We, we cherish those relationships. And you mean not like you- this game? Let's oh, I still, love that game. That's oh. still sealed. <laughs> oh, I love that game. That game needs to be played. That's like that's a crime right there. <laughs> He's got to find the hundred hours and his time yeah. to play it. Yes, well worth it. <laughs> my my hundred hours are allocated to Persona Five later this month. Oh, Thank that's you. a great game too. <laughs> that's a great game too. 
button. You so, have another question? Oh yeah. Uh, nice. Tons of them. So, Good. Uh, but uh, the other, you were speaking of, uh, you know, obviously we know you can't tell us names no. we, and we don't need names, but uh, what's it like to get trying to negotiate for a game you really like that you want to get, but can't get it first. And, and even the ones where you really like the game and get, get it, you know, what, what are those like? What's the, I mean, know, to deal with it's the, you're talking about like the emotions of uh, think about a kid on Christmas opening up the present. Now it's a Schrodinger's present, right? Because as long as it's not opened, it's both exactly what you really want and your worst nightmare at the same time. (laughs) So if you open up the present and it's what you want, that's what it's like signing a game that we absolutely love. And we're so happy that we get to work with them. And if the deal doesn't go through or, or they go with another publisher or they decide we we're moved on from this game and we don't even want to bother publishing it, that's opening it up and getting socks uh, as a kid. (laughs) So it's, it's okay. and you know what there's only so much you can do at that point you know it's, yeah you, we, we respect everybody and we've we've had all types of things not work out which is unfortunate and all types of things that have worked out uh and it's just it's about you know licking your wounds getting back up um the way we look at it is everybody that gets to preserve physical media is doing service for all the gamers so if, if it's like oh we went with another publisher you know it's like congratulations that's awesome that that game is now getting physical and i will purchase it and support it and the whole team will um we're stand behind that we're just happy for them if it's the worst is when they say oh you know what we've moved on from the game uh so we don't mm-hmm. even want to talk about it we, we're, we're we're moving on and the game just sits there and that that sucks because then it's not getting anything has there ever been a time where they thought they didn't want to do anything about it but then came back and changed their mind or yeah. okay yeah, we've we've had different stories. Every developer is different. Every publisher is different. Um, my favorite story that I love to talk about is uh, for our game Phenotopia Awakening, which was part of our third series. Uh, fun fact: that is actually our number one selling game. Okay. Uh, phenomenal game. But when we 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 it was suggested by a supporter said this game. We checked it out. We said let's contact them. So we contact them and we got a meeting. And they said the first first thing I met, you don't want our game. You don't want my game. What? what you, we're having this meeting. What do you mean we don't want this game? You don't want this game. I said, why not? He's like, well, I met with a publisher and they, they wanted the game and they asked what the digital sales were and the digital sales are terrible. So they backed away. And I met with a second publisher and they asked what the digital sales were and that they're, they're terrible. They backed away. So I'm just saving you the trouble. Digital sales <laughs> suck. You don't want the game. And we, we looked at him and we're like, but we want the game. Like, so then we had to proceed to sell his game to him and convince him to work with us. Like, no, please. It, like, it's with the whole thing switched. And he eventually agreed and, and we signed the contract, but he said, I want to do everything. So we said, you can do everything. You Because we tell all our developers and our publishers, you can be as involved in, in the physical production as you want or as uninvolved as you want. Uh, but we, we allow developers to see all art as it's produced and they get the final say if they want things changed. We want there to make it their dream game to be a reality. So he had his artists working on it and he did all the packaging. Like that was all what he wanted. We made it happen. Uh, and he actually got his, you know, we, we sent him his, his copies in the mail and he got them and he opened them up and he sent us this long email just thanking us. Like this was way better than he expected. It blew nice. his expectations out. He was so happy, uh, so thrilled. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm 
you know, I, I absolutely did not expect this. And the game is is our number one seller. And we're we will pretty much be ordering more copies because we're not a limited company. We we're we will order more copies if there's a demand. And it, it warms my heart so much to see so many people discover this game that have never heard of this before. Uh, and now are going on an adventure of a lifetime because of it. Nice. That's exciting stuff to hear. That's a great story too, by the way. Thanks for sharing that. Um, next question is, is this robot named fight your first deal book? No, okay. uh, this is our second. Our first okay. one was uh, for the pigeon dev games collection, which was part of okay. series one. Uh, that's available in our retro and our deluxe, which I believe are both available still on the website. Uh, Robot Name Fight. Uh, the reason we did the Steelbook is kind of a funny story. We did. We had to buy uh, Steelbooks in minimums. Like you have to buy a certain amount. So I believe uh, three thousand was what we had to buy, and we did. We did five. It was five hundred in our our deluxes. We did a thousand retros with that came with it, and then five hundred went to Retro Fighters. They did their own retro. Uh, we worked with Retro Fighters in that one, so we had a thousand left over, and they were just sitting there. We had to pay for them, so we're sitting there on a thousand. What do we do with this? So we decided to order another thousand copies because you have to order uh, in a thousand prints uh, for reorders, and we decided to do a really cool O sleeve around the steel book that actually has a cutout around fight. So it gives us 3D effects. So you see the steel book cool. through it. Nice. Um, and then, of course, inside is the full color manual and the challenge card, as always. And it's the same game. So it's, you know, the game hasn't been updated. It's the same game card. Um, but we, we were sitting on the steel books. What could we do? And we figured this would be a really cool variant. Uh, give people an option, uh, something new. If you already had the game and you don't want to buy it again, that's fine. But we sold out a robot named Fight. Like we have no more. And people keep asking, especially at shows, what about robot? I want robot. I want robot. So we said, let's do this. Let's do this as something special. Uh, And we were probably going to reorder more and it'll be the standard edition. So this is very limited. I think there was only 600 put up on the website. Um, And we have a few more for conventions of the thousands and keeping a few back for, for damages, of course. Yeah. But uh, we, uh, we really want, people to enjoy this game. Uh, Matt Bittner did a phenomenal job making this game. This is Super Metroid, Infinite Super Metroid, because it's a roguelike Super Metroid uh, with tons of different cool things and cool power-ups. And you could have a, a run where you just get the worst power-ups or you can get an OP run where you're shooting. Don't tell Marty. What is <laughs> the size of the whole screen? You know, it's like, it's insane. You get infinite jumps and you can get laser beams out of your eyes and do sonic spin dashes. And uh, it's, it's awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Awesome. Is there anything else about this direct that stands out to you that you'd like to share with our community? Uh, Yeah. So um, I was talking about Love 3 before, which uh, is available now for pre-order. That that just opened today. Uh, The other game that opened today is Eagle Island Twist, which you were kind of right on. So I do want to correct you. So Eagle, Eagle Island was the original game. It's like a Metroidvania. But it is a procedural generated and it is difficult. It is on one of the difficult side, but it's a ton of fun. And then uh, Pixel Nix went back and made a brand new version of the game, in a sense, called Eagle Island Twist, where you're a new protagonist and you're, it's more like a Mario 3 style map. And each world is different. There's like a Smash Brothers level, there's a racing level, there's all these different 
uh, style levels, platforming levels like Mario. So it's a very different game entirely. It's a whole okay. different game. So you're really getting two games in one. You pick which one you want when you boot up the game, nice. uh, which is awesome because you're getting you're getting so much value on that cart. And that's available yeah. for pre-order right now as well. Um, and both of those come with from our partnership at Screenwave Media, uh, which uh, is RetroWare is their new gaming division. Uh, we're so honored to work with them and, and to be able to bring these two games. And, and we absolutely want to bring more. Uh, so who knows what else is going to be in the future. But we're, we're just really honored that this 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 worked out. Like we're really good friends and we've been working and talking for a long time to make this happen. Um, the other two titles of Series 5 will be coming. Uh, we're expecting in November. So not too long. We wanted to spread it out a bit. Uh, we figured four titles all at once. Boom, that would be too much. So we wanted to spread <laughs> it. Um, you have Raji. Uh, Raji is, uh, if you've never seen Raji, you need to watch it. Uh, and this is the enhanced edition. They went back. They did a bunch of improvements. So that's the version that's going to get physical. It's preserved. Uh, what, what an amazing adventure, isometric God of War style and Indian culture. Yes. Bosses, beautiful music. Oh, like, like that actually had to get that part of the script actually had to get rewritten multiple times because they kept changing on us because originally we had a mini art book that was going to be in there. Um, we're like, oh, it's going to be the mini art book in the retro edition. That's going to be great. And then they came back and they were like, so the art book is around 120 pages right now. And we're like, that's way too big. Like that can't fit in a Super <laughs> Nintendo. So now it's now it's the shadow puppet because that's how the story is told. In yes. Really shadow puppets. Uh, so you get the you can make a Raji, you know, it's a Raji shadow puppet. And we're like, we're going to do this. We're still going to do the art book, but it's going to be separate because we're not going to cut it down at that point. But it's, right. it's just too big. They, they just kept putting in art, which is great. Uh, and then fantastic. the other one, uh, they bleed pixels, uh, perfect for the Halloween season. This is a, a, a 2D uh, challenging platformer, especially if you like challenging platformers. But it's got a combat system. It's a one-button combat system. So it's like Smash Brothers when you push the attack. If you push up or down or left, right, or by itself, you do different attacks. And you can do chains uh, and, and you build a, a meter up. And then when your meter gets full, you can then create a, uh, a checkpoint wherever you want. So if you die, you just go right back there and you will die. Um, the the level looks are, like you will. Yes. Oh, you will. <laughs> and it's so satisfying to like juggle an enemy and you just like kick them up into a spinning saw blade and you just watch the blood particles go everywhere. It's satisfying. Pixelated, um, pixelated, pixelated blood. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's everywhere. Like pixels. It's, it's got a great, great story. Uh, animated story. Uh, it's just so well done. And uh, we're, we're honored to be able to bring this one uh also so that one's also going to be uh november is the target for that one so that's our series five um the classic series that you mentioned that's 10 uh over 10 actually aftermarket nes titles uh, so these are games that came out for the nintendo just from passionate developers um so they're all going to be on the switch all in one card um you when you boot it up you like get into an old school like living room with the CRT and you each game is an NES cart and you can pick it around and rotate it in 3d and all the information's there. Nice. Uh, the soundtrack is on a cassette. You pull up the cassette, you can play the soundtrack. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's some bonus games as well. Uh, and all these games come from very talented developers. Uh, so we're really honored to bring that, that will, that is needed a little more time um, because it's the, the whole infrastructure pulling it all together is being done by one very talented man. So we're, we're, we're giving him the time he needs to uh, make it perfect. That sounds um, cool. And then uh, uh, you mentioned Sunshine. Sunshine is a, a little sore spot for us. Uh, that was a Kickstarter back in 2020 for Sunshine Manor. Uh, that game is done. It's on the Steam. 
but that and the original one camp sunshine need to be ported to the switch and it's in the porting process our version is going to have both games on the card but we're not opening up pre-orders till the porting is done <laughs> and the porting right. still is not done after two years. So we're stuck waiting. And we, it's a, we say, say it's a sore spot because so many people ask when's sunshine coming and <laughs> we can't even give an answer because the porting's not done and we don't handle that. So right. it's up to the porting team. It's out of our hands. Um, but we, we do, I definitely can tell you, I look forward to stop giving sunshine updates everyone and just be like, here it is. It's part of this series. <laughs> in fact, it's actually numbered 13 in our catalog for, you know, 13 for, oh, for of course. You know, Halloween. Yes. So that means uh, Love 3 and they bleed and, um, and Eagle Island are actually 11 and 12, but they bleed pixels and Raji are actually 14 and 15. So we actually had to skip 13 because we figured it would be done by now. All right. So, so we had it reserved for all this time. But we have to skip it at this point. So it is coming <laughs> eventually. But, you know, we have a lot more coming in PlayStation. That was a part that was cut out of the script. I actually had PlayStation games revealed. We could have been talking about them, but but Jeff's like, no, it's already too big. You know, like we'll do that separately. <laughs> but we did right. want to make an announcement. So we are taking PlayStation suggestions. We do have some games lined up. Uh, very much looking forward to uh, doing something really cool because we're doing something completely different with PlayStation. Um, and we want to we want to put our own spin on it. Because our standards That's have cool. slip covers and sleeves and full color manuals and inlay art and the challenge card. So we don't do anything by the books. We want to go above and beyond if we can. So uh, we're just we're just happy to still do this. You know, we're, we're our twelfth our game, our eleventh and twelfth are up for pre-order right now, which we think is crazy considering, you know, who who thought we were going to get three or four games out, let alone this many. Uh, and the reception has been positive for all the games, especially when they get them. And we look forward to getting the, our series four titles uh, when they finish production in hand, and we'll have a second chance sale for those. And I really hope everyone gives them a chance. Uh, Bitwave was actually just bought by Embracer not too long ago, um, and their their flagship game Wonderling DX was part of our. We're series still four. waiting for their offer to buy us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, watch out. They're going to be coming for you next, Barry. <laughs> you know what? If the, if the offer is good and table, you know, we'll see what happens. They, they have to come to us. But right. we, we just love doing what we're doing. I mean, we're, yes. we're a small company. We're just a small group of, of, of people who love video games. And, and the fact that we get to, to give a new attention to these amazing developers and publishers is, is just a joy for us. And we, we love our, you know, just love working with them. So we wanted to, uh, awesome. to incorporate that into everything we do. Very cool. Thanks for giving us some of the behind the scenes look into (laughs) what was going on there. That was pretty cool. So a little bit more, here's a question for you, Barry. It's more about you and not necessarily premium edition games. What you been playing? What you been Uh, up to? (laughs) What games you been playing? I'm behind. Uh, I, I haven't had a lot of time this past couple of weeks. Uh, Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> wonder why <laughs> launching video games and and getting this uh, the direct took me two two months just like to get all the recordings done and get you know be on top of everybody you know work with the editor get make sure all the images are done and the trailers and contact developers to have their voices in. <laughs> it's a lot of work, um, but I love it. It's not really work. It's just it's it's fun. But, you know, in addition to everything else that's going on behind the scenes, I also do customer service for premium. So, uh, so I, you know, talking with customers and, and doing shows, you know, did the retro world in, in August and I'm doing retro game con in Syracuse uh, this weekend. I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, yes. So it's, it's crazy. So what I've had time to do 
uh, is I didn't finish what I was. My, my goal was to finish it before, like tonight, by tonight. And I did not. And that is The Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero. I'm a big, big Legend of Heroes fan. Uh, so happy that these finally came to the States. And I'm at the end of chapter three out of five. Uh, so I'm like, oh, so close. Uh, that was my goal. Um, that's the one game I can actually talk about because I also, you know, had, that gets interrupted because I have to test games. Uh, I know mm. first world problems, terrible, right? <laughs> um, but so I've been playing a lot of games that I can't actually talk about. But uh, gotcha. but that's the that's my my game of choice right now, and I'm hoping to finish it because this month is already loaded with Star Ocean, Mario and Rabbids, uh, Bayonetta three. So I was like, oh my god, what? And Pokemon next month. It's like, and God of War, I think is next month. So I'm like, yes. oh my god, I gotta. I got to finish this as, <laughs> as fast as I can because, uh, you know, while still enjoying it and of course taking care of everything else going on. Right. Yep. I can understand that. So <laughs> we all have our backlogs of stuff, especially oh, yeah. when life gets busy and our, our, our day-to-day jobs get busy. And, but especially, I mean, that's something to think about too, for a lot of us in the past have always wished, you know, in our, when we were younger, probably to be in the gaming business. A lot of people are, you're in the gaming business. We're in it in a way, you know, as a hobby, but um, when you get into it, a lot of people don't realize how much work is involved there too. But like you said, if you know, it's not really work if you're enjoying it. Right. So it's, well, you know, I, when I started doing reviews, you know, I'm still with Nintendo Fuse. I've been with them for, for a decade now. And I uh, started with reviews and I was like, this is great. I get to play games until you get a bad one. And then you realize <laughs> it's no longer fun when you have to go through a game that's just terrible and you have to figure out a way to write it up professionally, telling everybody stay away. But you have to put in the hours. You can't be like, I played this for five minutes. It sucks. You got to prove that you've played it. So that's when I realized there's a dark side to this. Um, Ebisol says testing is fun until you have to test ET for the Atari 2600. <laughs> uh, well, there's a difference. All right. So that's game testing. And you're right. That's like, oh, oh game testing sounds great until you have to do everything a hundred times, a hundred times, find the break, and find the break and stuff we don't, when I say game testing, I don't mean that. I mean, the developers reviews. give us games. We need to try them out and play them enough to say, Yes, we want to have a meeting for for doing this, or no, this this you know, it's just not driving with me, unfortunately. And that's part of the hardest parts of my job is to tell the developer, no, like you know, like like you know, we love this game, but it's just not for us, um, because some not every game's for everybody, you know, and some right. games just it's just like you know, this is honestly going to be a tough sell, like, right? You know, even if you love a game, there's there's a game that we did, uh, we talked with. Uh, I can't, I can't say anything about it, but, but it was a game like we loved, like, like Jeff was just like, Oh my God, this game is amazing. But the problem is, is it's a very short game and it's like, like four bucks on the eShop. And it's like, it's going to be really as, as good as it is. It's, it's a really tough sell for a physical because with switch, especially you have to have 5,000 units and that's a lot of money. I don't know yeah. if you know this, but the switch cards alone, just the cards from Nintendo, because you have to buy them from Nintendo, the smallest size, the two gig, they're $8 each from Nintendo. And you have to order 5,000. So it's one of those things where it sucks to tell. And a lot of them understand, like, yeah, I, I get it. Like, you know, it, it was, would be tough. Um, yeah. But it's still, it's still a very hard thing to do. 
Uh, and the worst part of my job whenever I've had to do it. Yeah. I haven't had to do it a lot, thankfully. But when I do have to do it, it's it's always grueling. Like, please don't hate me. You know, I'm just the messenger. But, you know, <laughs> uh, now I have to ask this and and tell me, you by all means, tell us if you can't answer it. But um, what sizes of carts can you buy from Nintendo? Sure. Um, so two gig is eight hours. Four gig, is the, which is the next size up, is nine eight gig the next size up is 10 etc so it just powers a two up to 64 or something yeah up to i think 30 32 or 64 is the top it might be 32 um but that's why you see games like 2k did like the bioshock collection and it's mostly a download even though there's a physical because they did the two gig card it's as cheap as they could get away right um that's why you saw things like doom where they put the multiplayer as a download which was smart and the single player on the card um, it's to save money because even if it's a dollar more, if you have to buy, you know, a million copies, let's say for like Doom, that's a million extra dollars that eats into your profits. Right. So, that, you know, a lot of, and, and what's funny is it's the big companies doing this. Um, when we release games, we have a, we have a mantra. We, we absolutely do our best to have the full game complete on card with DLC uh, unless something happens that's our goal so that every one of our games is complete and preserved um and sometimes that means bigger cards like mighty fight federation is actually an eight gig card that's a big game and that includes all the dlc characters so that was a ten dollar card in itself so if you if, even if you just think about it that now you know we do pay the developers and it oh that's just the card that's not counting the plastic the inlays the slip covers the, the manual printing the the car the you know, challenge cards all that stuff it adds on to it. Yes. So people are like, oh, it's lucrative. Oh, it's so cheap. Like, no, it's really not. Like the, the margin <laughs> is not that big. Right. That's why a lot of these games companies are going digital because the margin isn't that great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we don't not, have manuals, even if it is physical. You're right. And that's why we still do it. We're not in this in this business to get rich quick. We're not like, oh yeah, we're gonna be billionaires. We're doing this because it's a passion project, because we love these games. These games deserve a physical. We want to be able to do that and preserve these games because they're worth it. Um, and that's why we do what we do. You know, we're we're just we're passionate about it and we're gonna, you know, we, we want them to be preserved. And we will wait. Like Robot Name Fight, we we signed that early and we waited for the multiplayer and the death match and all that stuff to be incorporated. So that it's all on the cart for you. Rain on your parade uh, has the paid DLC. We said no. We want to make sure that it's all there, and you have it. Wonderling, we signed when it was just Wonderling. We waited for all the DX updates that they were doing, and once that was done, even though we had the contract signed, that's when we pushed it out. So we we try to wait if we can to make sure that it's going to be the complete game. And thus far, we've been knock on wood lucky enough to be able to do that. That's that's very respectful. Uh, res- respectable uh and because i know a lot of people who like to have that because we've talked about this before it's been a topic on our show where you know physical versus digital or even when you get the physical there's still everything you got to download day Day one one you know yeah so um so not like where it used to be when we were all kids buying games it was all in the cart you know yep Unless on the rare occasion you had to send in that cart get it swap it for another one because something really huge was wrong with it you know in the code but uh yeah, yeah, but like ocarina of time i think there are three or four different builds mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. most games Depending, there are and you just never knew about it yeah yeah you you, you you don't know about it until you dump the rom and oh there's a, <laughs> 1.3 what the hell yeah so, exactly. yeah 
And even Nintendo does this. I don't know if you know this. On the Switch now, um, there are there are ROM upgrades just like that. And one example I could immediately call to is Mario Tennis. So if you bought Mario Tennis on the Switch at launch, you got that game. You could play it. It's all there. But they added characters for free and added modes for free yes. for like a year or so. If you go to the GameStop right now, say, or Best Buy, and you buy the newest release of that game, which costs the same, you check the card, you most likely are going to get the upgraded card that has all those characters and stuff on the card ready to go with no download. So oh, Nintendo wow. themselves have actually upgraded their own physicals without saying anything, without noting, like, oh, you're getting everything on this version. And, wow. and you need to know, know this. Yeah, there's a lot of games that have that where they'll do <laughs> re-releases with, with updates. Um, and you could see, like, on the back of it, like, Nintendo, if you look in the bottom right corner of a Nintendo case, and I know, Jesse, you got Xenoblade there, so you could see it. You'll see five zeros above the the barcode. You'll see, like, five zeros. And that's usually that's telling you... That's what it says. That's the first revision. And then if you see all of them with a one at the end, that probably, and I say probably, it's not a guarantee, has an upgraded cart. And then if you see a two or a three... Um, most likely means more upgraded carts. And there's multiple versions of these games, just like there were in the NES. But again, wow. they're not saying anything. But that's that's the first thing to look for is that code. And it only applies to Nintendo first party. Third party do not yeah. have that code. I, I just checked my DDLC and it does not have the code. Yeah, it's only Nintendo first party. So any game that has had free DLC, if it got a second print or a third print, Nintendo will print it with the most updated ROM. Um, without saying anything because it's free dlc what do they care but it'll save space on your switch and even if you get a hold of an old cart it'll patch and it's the same game anyway yeah (laughs) so so they won't say anything uh yeah i see mecha dragon asking uh, aces yes aces that's the one i'm talking about yes uh did they do this with splatoon 3 um they probably will uh if they oh splatoon 2 i mean um they did but they didn't add the Acto expansion. But in Japan, they had a release with the Acto expansion, but it's only in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Now, Breath of the Wild, they released in Japan with all the DLC. And that plays in English and reads your English save file. And that's all on cart. So you could actually get that DLC for Breath of the Wild preserved that way. That's Never cool. released in America. It's, it's this weird facet with Switch collecting. So we try <laughs> and do our part to make sure you don't have to worry about that. All of Epicel, our is complete. Episode says, but it, but does it have those ding dang colored triangles? No, that's European. European <laughs> yeah, which I, I didn't <laughs> even know that the triangles existed until I saw. Uh, I think it was Nintendo Life video uh, talking about them. Yeah, I noticed it too because there's a couple of games I got that are the European versions, and I saw those little triangles on the on the spine. It's like it's an oh, interesting, interesting system. I he mean, says, "Play Asia, here I come." yes so thanks a lot for all that insight of course that's a lot all that stuff i didn't know about and hopefully our audience will appreciate it too so and hopefully with all your travels you'll be able to play some more of those games you've been (laughs) not been able to play uh well thank this is i can't even say this is my last show Uh, (laughs) we're we're always doing shows but but uh there might be another show for that i'm doing in november uh, so I have to see. And then, of course, the holidays. And, so yes. and then it all starts over again. <laughs> the New Year starts. <laughs> of course. So um, that's it for all the questions we have, Barry. And thanks for coming on the show again, as usual. This is the opportunity we give because usually our show goes long. So and we understand you have to travel. So if you need to <laughs> bail, you're more than welcome to bail or you're welcome to stay the rest of the show where we'll just go over events, what Jesse and I have been playing and uh, a couple questions from the community and some 
more Pokemon information. So we still got some more show to go, but we understand if you have to go. I'll hang around for a little bit. And if it gets a little too late, you know, and I'll, I'll bail out. All right. You got it, sir. You can just, just pop up and just say, all right, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> and whenever you need to. Well, with that, with that, let's move on to events. All right, we have upcoming events. As usual, just reminders to the community that we have dinner table every third Friday of the month. Again, if you're new here, that is our uh, show that we do every month, every uh, once a month, every third Friday. Uh, it's not a show that we record, but it's a where we get together with the community to talk about various topics um, throughout the month. Uh, so probably be talking about the Mario movie trailer. Uh, we'll be talking about, actually, I brought up some topics that we could be talking about the, the movie trailer that we saw for the super Mario brothers movie. Uh, we'll be going over some discord things. You know, some people are having trouble with uh, or not knowing some of the ins and outs of discord discord. So I offered to go over that with anybody who comes join the call. I also offered people who want to give us feedback. Cause we haven't uh, got had a good feedback session. So I figured now that would be a good time. If you want to give us feedback, come join the dinner table and we can discuss some of the things that we do in the Nintendo dads community uh, that maybe we can improve upon or things that you'd like to see. But again, that happens every third Friday of the month uh, in our discord this month, it's October 21st and it'll be at 10 PM Eastern time. Uh, and you have to be a Patreon to join. Uh, to join that call, or you can also be a Twitch subscriber. Uh, also, don't forget, we have our Extra Life game day, November 5th. Not only is that Extra Life, which we do every every year, uh, and we're trying to raise $5,000 as a team, uh, but we're, the Nintendo dads are going to get together live and join the Phoenix Overdrive group, along with several other podcasters, and do it live together in person. And we're very excited about that. If you'd like to join our team, you don't have to be there in New York with us, but you can join our team and help us raise $5,000 uh, together in total. But again, whatever you raise is for your local children's hospital. So keep that in mind, but we'd love to have you on our team. Uh, you can come join us by going to nintendodads.org and you can click on our Extra Life banner there, or you can go to the Extra Life page and look for Nintendo Dads, all one word, and you'll find our page there and you can join us there. Um, also, uh, John Zablanc in our community, who also does Dads After Dark, gave us a bit.ly uh, link that you can use. So you can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Dads and you can join our team easily from there. So with that, that's our events. Let's move on to Jesse's Poke Minutes. Pika, 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 I hate you all. The Evolving Stars event started on October 5th and will run through October 11th at 8 p.m. local time. This event continues the season of life story that began last month. Trainers will be able to evolve Cosmog into Cosmoem. The festival Festival of Lights event will run from October 14th at 10 a.m. through the 17th at 8 p.m. local time. Morlol and Shiantic will make their Pokemon Go debuts. During this event, trainers will earn twice the candy and twice the XP for catching Pokemon. 
<laughs> Mech echoes, oh, no Robo Jesse? Yeah, not this week. Uh, additional events in October. Mega Gyarados Raid. Raid Day will be held on October 8th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. During these hours, trainers will receive up to five additional raid passes by spinning photo discs at gyms, and there will be an increased chance of encountering a shiny Gyarados. Yveltal and Megalopani are appearing in raids through October 8th. Xerneas and Mega Manentric will appear in raids from October 8th through the 20th. And later this month, actually this already started, We'll have four collection challenges for trainers focusing on evolving Pokemon to receive evolution items upon their completion. October's Community Day will be held on the 15th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time and will feature Litwick. Evolve Lampent before 10 p.m. to get a Chandelure that knows the charge attack Poltergeist. October's Research Breakthrough Encounter is Shed Ninja. Finally, the next Community Day Classic event will feature Dratini and will be held on November 5th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Trainers who evolve a Dragonair until 7 o'clock will get a Dragonite with a charged attack, Draco Meteor. And of course, that hap- that's right in the middle of our 25-hour stream, so I don't know if I'll, how much of that I'll be able to participate in, but I'll definitely give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that who knows what's going to be happening during that 25 hours of extra life stuff. So, cause just, lot, I imagine a lot of napping in, ter- in shifts. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. So, all right. Thanks a lot. Let's move on to what we've been playing. Barry, thanks again for sharing what you've been playing earlier on. Uh, Jesse, what you've been playing. So, continuing through Dragon Quest Nine, Sentinel of the Starry, Sky, Starry Skies, I, you know, I kind of, if I'm not really using it as a crutch, but using it you know, if I'm really stuck and don't know where to go next, I'll I have a, a walkthrough guide. I think I'm using IGNs to know where to go, and even though I'm only like 30 hours in, or close close to 30, I'm near the end of the of the of the of the walkthrough. So I, I'm trying to remember, is that much? Because I remember playing, it took me 75 hours to beat it the first time. I'm wondering if that much time was spent on extra stuff or not. You know, I'll find out how difficult it is when, before I have to really grind. But so far, I haven't been grinding much. I've been able to keep current with the, the, the difficulty level. In fact, I did a little wandering to get into areas that I'm not supposed to be yet, uh, at least off the story. The story tells me, go here, but I'm going over there instead and seeing like what other towns I bump into. And I bumped into a town that basically is saying, you're a foreigner, get out. We don't want you here. So I'm like, okay, happy people. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I've explored as much as I can explore before before running out of uh, ocean in my boat. So I think I'm going to have to get back on the main story path soon. Okay, so I tried Four Tales. Tried, uh-oh. I went through like two battles, and I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm completely clueless. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't explain anything to you if I, if I tried. Okay. So I'm did glad. You, did I'm you glad happen you, to watch? Did you watch my video on Fortnite? I did not watch your video. 
Because I do explain some of the things from what I was playing my first playthrough, my first uh, tr- first look at it. So I started, I did some explaining in there. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it says, you know, I, it tells me this card can do this to this card and this is the effects. But I'm like, but why? I don't understand why. So it, it kind of seems like you, you're trying to... Like, like I remember, like the first encounter is like you're trying to get enough money or something. You, you, there's yes. one stat you need to get high enough, and you have to do things with the other cards to manipulate it. Yes, but it, it, the I didn't, the logic wasn't there for me. I didn't. Okay. So I yeah, saw so- that the the action cards and the actions had an effect, but I just couldn't. I couldn't predict the effect. So I don't yeah. understand the logic. Okay. So, so it, uh, yeah, I think it'd be better visually to explain it. So, I mean, you could, I, even the first look, I was still learning a lot of stuff, but I did talk about what I've learned so far up to that point. But if you want, you and I can talk about it another time and I can go over it. Yeah, I, don't, more I don't know if this is one I'll try again, because I know there's like five games coming out in the next two weeks that I want. Fair enough. So Fair enough. <laughs> I'm glad you tried. <laughs> wow! All right, so I, uh, so I did try it based on your recommendation. Didn't okay. wasn't didn't go well for me. Didn't click with you. Gotcha. No, I tried Beacon Pines based on Marty's discussion of it a few weeks ago, and I love this game. I, I I I I beat it in I think it was less than ten hours. It was a short game, but I I, I played through the whole story. And it, it, even Marty says, when I asked him how far he got, he didn't get past what he did in his Let's Play. But okay. yeah, it, it it once that story ramps up, I just burned through it. I'm like, I want to know where this goes. Nice. It, and uh, trying to remember which game was it? Was it this? No. Okay, never mind. It was. I think it was a game I talked about last week. But yeah, that's yeah that I. I couldn't put the game down, and it even what was I doing last week? It was oh yeah, watching the Chiefs play on Sunday. Uh, right. you know, I did I did put it down to watch the game, but when halftime started, I set a twenty minute timer and I went back into the game for twenty minutes <laughs> to get because I was no I was really near the end of that, so. Uh, yeah, I so the, if if you haven't tried that one, give that one a try. It's it. Uh, Beacon Pines. Okay. Yeah, it's if, if what was the game from a few years ago with B and you were a, a college student that dropped out and went back, came back home. Do you remember that, what I'm talking about? I I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. It was with the animals, right? Yeah. Yeah, and this oh. game's also with animals. It's it's kind of got that same type something of feel. Woods, something in the woods or something like that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of got that same feel. It's not okay much of a merely a game like it's a challenge, but it's like a story that you are active in. Night in the woods. Yeah, Night, yeah, that, Night in the yeah, woods. that was yeah. it. Yeah, so it's kind of if you like Night in the Woods, I think you'll like Beacon Pines. Okay. And it's a shorter game. I remember I don't remember Night in the Woods being only 10 hours. I think it was longer. But uh <laughs> like that was the one thing I don't like. One thing I, I don't like about the Switch is 
when you want to go in and see how long you've been playing, if you started it less than 10 days ago, it'll only tell you you started it five days ago. Yeah, what the heck is with that? <laughs> so so it, won't, it won't tell me how long I put into it until I've day 11. But uh, Blanco was able to go into to I forget the mode of it and the look from based from profiles to see what games his friends are playing and that game showed up and sadly it's only me and Marty <laughs> but that did tell him how long I was playing for it and it said more than 5 hours so that means less than 10 so I'm concerned <laughs> there you go okay then <laughs> The last game I played is Super Mario Brothers 5. How and was it? I was I was wanting to know what the what you I was your look I expected your expressions to be ah I know what he's talking about or I do know what he's talking about. What the I hell is he talking, talking about? about? Right. Yeah. So this is this is a, a world built in Super Mario Maker 2 by some guy, I forget his name, something Mike. Um who like literally spent seven years on this? You know, some of his some of his levels were made on the Wii U version. Some of his worlds were made on the 3DS version, and he had a pretty much port the, the the map to the Switch version block by block, and then fine tune it again for the new environment. Uh, and so it, he says it took him seven years to build this, and I like it. It's a fun game. You obviously, if you already own the, Mario Maker, it's a, it's free to play if you have the code. I'll try to see if I can find. I have the code in my notes somewhere. I'll I'll try to put it in the description so you can you can find it there. It so it's eight worlds, forty levels. I could not beat it. I'm either at the last stage or the stage before, and it. I, I spent twenty minutes, half hour on it, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Uh, it's one of those levels where you're you have blocks like like it's Super Mario Worlds where you hit the block and it doesn't break but rotate. Oh, okay. So you have it's like a a line of those on a rail, so it's moving left to right, and then some up and down going on with magic koopas everywhere. Oh no! So they're 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 shooting at you. They're shooting if if they hit a brick, it turns into something else. So if you go high, you have a whole bunch of magic magic koopas att attacking you. If you go low, those magic koopas are hitting the blocks that are turning them into beetles and koopas, and they're just so falling your platform on is you. shrinking, and your well. platform is shrinking, and. It's uh, so okay. You put it in the chat, and yeah, Mecca asks, "Are there any Kaizo levels?" I would say this last level is a Kaizo level, and <laughs> so I, I couldn't beat that one. But I, I did so close. Yeah, <laughs> there, there was a one stage I think on World Three or Four that I also couldn't beat. It, it's its boss is just stupid. So, but <laughs> but other than those two stages, I beat every level I attempted. Nice. But so it it is fun. I don't yeah, I don't know if I'm on the last stage or if there was one stage left. But yeah, that's that. It, if you have Mario Maker two, give it a try. A lot, a lot of creative ideas, things I've never seen before. 
uh, some of the stages are quite long. Like, they took me upwards to 10 minutes to be at one stage. So there's a lot of content in here. Yes. Yes, it was created by uh, Twitter name, by the way, is Metroid Mike 64. And the code for our listeners, get ready to write this down, is O is an Oscar, G is in George. I, I, I think it is a zero. Nine X is an X ray, N is in Nancy, four F is in Frank, N is in Nancy, F is in Frank. So again, Jesse was saying the first one could be a zero or yeah, no. Because I, um, I know, I know they're in their, their code entry keyboard. Like you can't have a zero and a no. One of them is grayed out. So okay, if whatever O's that, grayed out, it's a zero. If zero is grayed out, it's a no. So yeah. there should should be no problem in figuring out what it really is. Right. I wish everybody did that. It's so confusing otherwise. <laughs> right. So, but yep. So is that it, Jesse? That's it. Okay. I'll hey, mention this too. I'll, I'll do ahead. a quick preview. There's a game, a video coming up Monday morning. Because that's when it's embargoed, and I'll talk about it on next week's show. That that's all I'll say for now. <laughs> what date is that? The tenth. Okay, gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, I got a couple of games like that too. I think so. But anyways, uh, since you mentioned Super Mario Maker Two, I've also played it, but not as much as you did. I. I played the first world and enjoyed it. I'll probably go back to it when, you know, between playing other games, <laughs> I'll probably go back to it and play some more, but definitely a lot of fun playing that, that uh, super Mario bros five. <laughs> I think I like, I like a lot of the clever things they did in, in the first world that Mike did there. So it's pretty cool to see. Uh, I played a sports game on PlayStation that I can't talk about because I'm, <laughs> I, I had to sign an NDA for that. So I can't do any more details about that, but it was fun. <laughs> uh, more gear shifters. Uh, so if you heard me talk about this last week, gear shifters, again, my rogue light spy hunter, like car combat shmup game that I've been really enjoying. So Barry, I don't know if you like any like spy hunter games or anything like that. Love spy hunter. Uh, this is a game that's been out for, I, I forget, I think, for a while i forget what year came out gear shifters i feel but like that that got a physical didn't it i don't know i bought it digitally so i don't know but that game is surprisingly more fun than i thought it would be i mean it looked fun and it had all the things that i liked about it in the video that made me buy it in the first place yeah uh, it did get a physical gear shifters okay. yeah and I, I i had a lot of fun with that so uh i played nice. some more of that Go check it out if you're into that kind of uh, games, uh, those kind of games. Played a little bit of Picross S8 after I picked that one up. Uh, I don't usually buy Picross games. That's my wife buys them all and Jesse buys them all. <laughs> but I bought S8 so I could get more familiar with it because I did want to do co-op with Jesse when we do meet up in November for the first time. So, uh, so I have to practice. <laughs> Um, another game I'm playing, I can't talk about yet, but I will, you'll see a video on that on the 11th. And then I've been playing more four tales as well. And again, I've been enjoying it. It is a card based narrative story. 
uh, card battling narrative story. Um, and it is, there is a lot of stuff going on there that they throw at you all at once. So I can understand where Jesse's coming from, but something, (laughs) something just clicked with me with, with this card game. Um, and I'm liking it enjoying the story. It has some elements of card, a card battle system. It has some elements of obviously the narrative storytelling, uh, where it uses the cards to tell the story. It also has a, um, not necessarily multiverse, maybe a little bit, but you get, you get, um, you get the story of this artifact that allows the thief in the story to see a future that he needs to prevent. So, and then you use cards it also to dictate which route you're going to go in order to prevent this future. So, um, but one of the things I like about the mechanics, um, I'm getting Xenoblade Chronicles or Ghost Trick, <laughs> <laughs> right? Vibes. So, the mechanics are: you get cards that are laid out on the table. Use the cards to go through a pathway in the story to get where you need to go in the story. But you also will unlock when you, when you hit certain cards, you'll unlock battles where you where you have to battle against enemy cards, and that basically changes from location cards to enemy cards and you'll battle those and you do your cards that you have and their cards will have, you know, their weapon damage and your armor or your health essentially. Um, and based on that, you can, you battle your enemies. Now the point of the other thing that you can do is the there's, skill cards that you have to use to help either battle or kill the enemies or negotiate ways to not have to kill your enemies. And those choices will dictate some effect in the story. What that effect is, I don't know yet because there there's other cards that count how many times you've killed somebody. So and now we're in live alive. Yes. <laughs> And then there are other cards that count how many food items you have, how much uh, money you have and how much uh, clout you have. And you can use all of these things to negotiate, negotiate your way through the pathways or with the enemies. So some enemies you have the choice of battling with, or rather than engage in battle, you can negotiate with food in some cases like offer a hungry enemy a piece of food and they run off with the food. And if you have clout, uh, you can use clout points or cards to, you know, they, they recognize you, they know you're uh, a bad dude. So, you know, <laughs> they might lose the battle. So they run off uh, or, there are, uh, there are uh, death cards, you know, because you keep killing people that you have a certain amount of death cards. You can use those to make them afraid of you and they run off. Again, there's some aspects of it that seem positive, but then later on in the story, I have, again, I haven't learned what that is yet. That could be negative. So I really, <laughs> there's a lot going on there, but for something, for some reason, this game has clicked with me. And I, I think Four Tales is, is a good game to, I wish they had a demo for. 
because I think a lot of people would get get a chance to hopefully play it and get a taste of whether they want to buy it or not. I wish this would have had a demo for Jesse to try, <laughs> but uh, it is something yeah, well, that you. Of course, to... this is probably the type of game that a demo may detriment sales. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. If but most I, people think like I do, which that's a rare, that doesn't happen often. I really but, thought Jesse would enjoy it because you like the card type games too. So, but uh, I think it's one of those things too. You have to um, be in the mindset to learn to and, and get, be be re- open to all of these things that are go- all these mechanics that are going on. So that's what i've been playing and i hope i didn't bore anybody to death with what i've been playing so but that's that's what we've all been playing let's move on to our community spotlight As always, this is where we shine the light on our on our community, our awesome community. And uh, I'd like to take a moment just to thank everybody who stopped by this evening while we've been recording this episode, who's been watching it live, like Mech- Mecha Dragon and Ebisel and Miz and uh, Ninfrendo was Frendo. here. And I didn't see if anybody else was able to pop in yet. Uh, and again, to Barry, thank you again for coming by and joining us here. Thank you. Um, some of the questions we have, we have two questions and we got a voicemail. So we'll be getting that in a moment, but before we get to that, I just want to do a quick run over of our other family of podcast shows. Barry, you may want to pop in. And I think I'm one of these at least, uh, or a couple of these. Anytime. Uh, any of them. I'll have to have them reach out to you. Please do. Uh, but we also, we have a gate, uh, we have our Xbox podcast, uh, game pass news. That's run by Nick and Sean. They go over the weeks. They're, their week's shenanigans, Xbox news, and Game Pass releases. It's a great show to listen to if you are overwhelmed with all the Game Pass games that are out there. They usually go through and give you some good games to try out. Their episodes drop every Saturday. I've been wanting to try Tinykin. I have so many other games to play. I haven't had a chance to yet. Yes. We have the Dads After Dark show, which is run by our uh, friends John and Drew where they get together and talk about video games, dad stuff that we can't talk about on our family friendly show. They do. So, and even though Justin tries and Jesse has to, of course, edit that out every once in a while or make the noise. Yeah. I have this. There you go. Yep. There so, but Justin's not here. So Jesse doesn't have to worry about editing tonight's show. So, uh, but that their show drops every other Monday night or, or occasionally they'll do a special episode as well. Then there's our retro logic shows. Barry, this might, you know, be one you want to check out. So retro logic, if you haven't been there already, Dan, John, and Sam, they cover all the retro gaming and retro gaming collecting topics. Uh, on topic retro is the, their in-depth overview and discussions about games that's run by John. And he'll have guests on the show as well about talking about specific retro games. Then we have Retro Groove, which is run by Adam and Liam, where they will discuss music from all generations and types. And their most recent new show called Film Logic, where uh, Mike and Solo Something uh, do a podcast on their uh, on films. So 
lots of great content out there from our family podcast. Go, please check them out when you get, get a chance. Uh, you can go to nintendodads.org to see a lot of those Spotify links to those podcasts or use your own podcast feed uh, to look for any of these shows and add them to your uh, feed. You can also find them all on Twitter, <laughs> Twitch, and YouTube as well. Don't forget about that stuff. So out of all that stuff that they do, not only that, they also, some of them do contests. So keep an eye on their Twitter pages. They'll announce a lot of their contests or even in our own Discord. Like Dads After Dark, they run our monthly mayhem. So stay tuned to watch that. We currently have a monthly mayhem running right now. Right? Yes. Yes. Splatoon 3. I had to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, Splatoon 3. And that's going to be ending soon. And so stay tuned for the next announcement for the next monthly mayhem. I knew it was a game I didn't buy. That's why I haven't been paying attention to it. They also have their bounty board that you have to listen to their show in order to know what bounties they have going on. And then, of course, you can keep an eye on their Twitter page for any updates in that regard. Game Pass News also has Achievement Hunters that you can keep an eye on their Twitter page for, as well as their own little contest that they do for every now and then. They'll do a uh, three-month subscription to Game Pass uh, contest there. All right, now we got a couple questions in our Discord. Um, well, one I can skip because Justin and Marty aren't here. We've already answered it. That was from Drew. We'll carry that one over until next time <laughs> they're on. Mecca asks, with Overwatch 2 coming out, it got me wondering if anyone here has ever continued to play a game despite the controversy behind it or from a company that made it. Since not a lot of people are Blizzard fans these days, how do you find the time to play, well, that's another question. I'll get to that in a minute. So, but uh, yeah, how do Blizzard has it had its issues in the news at one point or another, and uh, they're on the way of getting picked up with Activision by Microsoft. But with all that going on with Blizzard, uh, and it's kind of died down. I think recently. What do you guys think about all that in regards to his question? It got again about controversies and games, or even if you go to Hogwarts controversy behind JK Rawlings, uh, whether, whether you agree with it or not, how does that affect your decisions on buying the game uh, in a, in a world that's tied to somebody you may not agree with as that an example, a lot of people don't agree with. What do you guys think? You know, we talked a little bit about this before. Uh, I know like in the Hogwarts example, I think she doesn't really have much influence over new stories. So it's in the the Hogwarts world. So I don't think that impacts much though. I I haven't watched any of the new stuff anyway. So really, (laughs) and, and similarly, I don't think there's a blizzard game that I've liked for years. So I don't (laughs) normally play them either. I think the last game I bought was Diablo three. And I bought on PC, I bought it when it launched. And because I normally play those, those games single player and not with other people, I couldn't get past Act 2. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice. So it's just, it, I'm not saying I'm not buy. I don't buy Blizzard games because of Blizzard being bad. It's just I'm just not a fan of their games. Now, if I was a fan of their games, then I would have to make that decision. But really, I haven't had to. Barry, how about you? I mean, this is always a tough topic. This is one of those things where people get 
angry over whatever you say. Um, they're either for you or against you, regardless of your decision, because the people who are outraged want everybody to be outraged and everybody to side with them. And the people who don't care say, you know what, why should you care? No one should care. Uh, people on I, the internet can't actually can't, agree. Can't agree. They, <laughs> they can't agree. They, they, they have to be argumentative. Like, like, I think all these controversies are terrible. And I think, you know, Bobby Cox, get rid of him. Like, whatever. You know, like the whole Activision thing is terrible. And the Blizzard thing is terrible and all that stuff. But if there's a game that comes out that you really like or you really are interested in, remember that the people who are responsible aren't the only people involved in making that game. There's artists, there's developers, there's, you know, sound people, there's actors, there's, there's a bunch of diff storyboards, whatever. There's a bunch of different people that go to, into making any one game. And they're not all guilty. So, you know, a lot of them are the victims. A lot of them are the victims. So it's almost like guilty by association or you're punishing by the. And I don't feel that way. And I remember it was, was it two years ago now? I think it was uh, when there was a big thing with Ubisoft. You know, they put out the big apology and all that. And uh, Mortal Phoenix Rising was coming out. And I was talking with a friend. He's like, oh, you know what? I have screw Ubisoft, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be playing. I don't play Ubisoft games a lot at all like rarely but i'm like i'm really looking forward to immortal and i can't believe you're gonna buy that game i said yeah because i'm looking forward to it and it's the people who are responsible aren't the developers of the game and i'm not gonna punish them and i'm not gonna punish myself because of some jackal like you know if i'm gonna enjoy something i'm gonna enjoy something and i i learned to disconnect myself from those things to enjoy a medium or a product because if you worried about every little thing, you would go crazy. Every hey, pe- you human, wouldn't buy any games. You wouldn't buy anything. You wouldn't buy any games. You wouldn't watch any movies or watch any TV or anything because humans inherently are terrible people. We just are. And and if you if you try and dig through, oh that actor stole a candy bar when they were five, so therefore let's boycott every show they've ever been on. And you know what? That's it's that's cancel culture, right? You yeah. know things people do terrible things and that does not justify those terrible activities or actions. But if people change and are willing to change and can prove that they change, they shouldn't still be attacked. They should instead be congratulated that they were actually able to change because we all make stupid mistakes as people growing up. You know, it's like, Oh, when you were 20, you did something stupid and now you're 50. So we're going to hold you accountable, but they've changed in 30 years. A lot happens in 30 years. Look at Downey jr. Look at Downey jr. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Give people a second chance. I believe everybody deserves second chances. Um, And I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but if I was, She's not touching that game. So whatever. Why should you punish all these developers and artists and all those people working on the game because of the actions of one person? Because she created the world initially. Fine. But she's disconnected. She's mm-hmm. just, that, that's like if suddenly George Lucas came out and, and something happened and all oh, George Lucas boycott Star Wars. He's not touching new Star Wars. So if you like new Star Wars, great. If you don't, that's a different story. But that's to say, oh, well, now the original trilogy is tarnished and I can never watch it. And Luke Skywalker is an asshole. And let's all go egg Mark Hamill's house because he, he made a movie with George. <laughs> Lu- what? No, stop. Whoa, hold. Cut the brakes. People are just so they're offended by everything. And again, the actions of these companies that are doing these terrible things are not justified and they absolutely should be punished, reprimanded and taken care of. And they should be fired. I can't believe they even have jobs. And I'm offended by how easily offended people are. Exactly. (laughs) You, if you can't disconnect, that's your problem. 
But if other people can disconnect, don't hold them accountable for that. Let them enjoy what they enjoy. Don't piss in their Cheerios and move on. Well, the way I, I try to look at it is, is there's going to be my opinion and there's going to be your opinion. And uh, there's going to be basically what it comes down to is if I have my opinion and I share it, I'm letting you know where I stand. Essentially, it doesn't necessarily mean I need you to change my mind unless I ask for it. And cause there'll be times for me personally, I'll go out and say, you know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm on the fence about this or, you know, this, I'm kind of leaning this way, but yeah. tell me, and you know, your that thoughts. is meaningful debate. That's the problem. I think that I see on the internet is like, somebody will post something, say Twitter. We know Twitter is a cesspool for a lot of this. So all social and, media, <laughs> well, but you go yeah. there and I say, post ice, uh, I'll go, I would take the, the movie example, right? I'll go and say, Hey, I'm looking forward to the super Mario brothers movie. Uh, I'm, I'm good with what I saw and I'm excited. And then somebody comes in and says, why are you excited about this? Chris Pratt ruined it. You know? Yeah. That's so the problem is people not, confuse their opinions for a fact. Right. It's like, okay. So therefore they can't be wrong. Right. It's that's not, not like, what opinions are. I <laughs> like I'm going on there saying, Hey, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about this movie. I'm not sure about Chris. What, you know, what do you guys think? You know, I'm just saying, you know, Hey, I think this movie looks great. You don't yeah, have to come in and His two lines not did not offend me. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. <laughs> and that's my willing, opinion. If people are willing to have an open, like you, people are, are like afraid of having a talk with somebody and, and still, having a difference of opinion. They feel like yeah. I have to change your mind so that you agree with me a hundred percent or this conversation was a failure. Mm-hmm. And that's a wrong mentality. You should take the attitude of here's how I feel. Here's how you feel. Now I'm going to tell you how I feel. You tell me how you feel. Maybe we can come to a compromise. Maybe we could agree on certain things or we could just <laughs> agree to disagree and say, we both right. have different opinions. Or it's but, just like, oh, I have this opinion about the movie. You have that. Okay, cool. You, it's how, it's how some people approach it, right? They just come I, in and say, why do you like it? that you know chris pratt sucked or whatever just come in and say uh, you know hey i like the browser was my favorite part but i'm not sure about chris you know that part i don't mind you know building on what i said you know with your own opinion that's fine it's just go on social media right now and just make a post and say i'm enjoying she uh, she hulk I'm enjoying the She-Hulk show. And mm-hmm. you will get people that say, how could you enjoy that? That's terrible. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. And women, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Disney sucks and blah, blah, blah. And they will start vehemently attacking you because right. of it. If you pose, oh, I, I enjoy it. They just come after you. It's like, hold on. I wasn't aware that I had to check with you what I'm allowed to like and not like. You're allowed to not like whatever you want, but don't attack me because I like something and I'm not going to attack you for liking something I don't like. Like, like, I don't understand this mentality that's going around now in social media where people are just attacking others because adults don't know how to be adults. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. It's like, look, you can like, like, I like different genres of video games and you may like, and that's okay. That's why we have genres to begin with. It's like music, you know, (laughs) right. You know, I remember I was a kid, you know, teenager. And I remember early days of the internet. I, you know, it was a big, big boy bands were going on and I never liked boy bands. Never. never 
And and I I remember I went on to like it was a Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or something like it was a fan page or whatever it was a message board and I was like ah oh, they suck blah 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 and someone's like why are you taking the time to come here and it and attack them you could be using that time you know for better things and I thought about it and I was a you know kid I was whatever I was like stop I'm, I'm cool and I thought about it and I said you know what they're right. Like, let these people enjoy the music they like. I enjoy the music I like. Why should I piss on them for liking what they like? And and I was like, instantly, it was like, oh, it was like an epiphany. Like, oh, you know what? We should be nicer to each other. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Please enjoy what you like. It's not for me, but I hope you enjoy it. And I left the board and I never went back. And that was it. And it was, you know, I realized my mistake. But now people just, they don't care. They just. The history is only documented case of sanity on the internet. <laughs> right all right well thanks mecca for that question it is a great question um and before we move on to the voicemail from christian uh just want to shout out to lockleth who joined in the chat as well thanks for stopping by she is the newest member of the nintendo drive over in the carpool gaming so another one barry for you to check out if you want to stop by there absolutely the yeah if they'll take me over there. I'll, I'll gladly join. Well, then, then mecca has one more question don't oh. yuck their muck or something? Is that what no, 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 no. You were, no. You were the, reading the, the question. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Mecca does have one more. So he has a question for Jesse. How do you find the time to play all these Dragon Quest games while still being a dad? Don't games in this series take forever to complete? Okay. Well, early games aren't all that long. Like, like you, you can beat the first game in like 10 hours. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm a dad. But I really, I am no longer a f- active father to them. And two of them moved out. One of them works in full time, and is a, if he's not working, he's normally out at a friend's house. So he's at the house very little. So he's more of a roommate than a son. <laughs> so <laughs> the only thing I really have to worry about on a day to day basis is being a husband. So I have, I definitely have more time, more free time on my hands now than I did. 10 or 15 years ago. I wouldn't be have been able to play all the Dragon Quest games that I have in the last three years, 15 years ago. But, uh, so that's, that's, that definitely helps. <laughs> yes, it does. Comes, Mecca, it comes with Mecca, it's... Mecca replies with, all right, Jesse's living the life every parent wants. The kids to move out so they have the room back. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. That's it. Didn't you know that, Mecca? That that's every parent's dream is you know, eventually one day the kids move out and then we'll miss them, obviously. There'll be that yeah. turning point where it's like, oh, they're gone. Now we miss them. And, and but, we were empty nesters for a while. All three have moved out. But uh, yeah. you know, the the oldest one came back for about seven, six, seven months and then moved out again. And my son has moved moved back in for what's almost a year now. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we'll still take them back. It's just we don't really have to, f- to parent them anymore. Like I said, we have a 27-year-old who's already moved out, and she's, you know, she had moved back in one time, and then now she's been out for a while. So I don't expect her to want to move back in. But it's, you know, there's times where I actually miss her, you know, roaming around or, you know, doing the, you know, just being around. You know, so it definitely was a transition. It took a while for yeah. us to get used to not having them around. <laughs> right. But again, it is something you get used to. 
<laughs> Mecha Dragon says, don't worry, Tim, you can still be my dad. <laughs> now, where's my allowance? <laughs> it's always about the money, right? Right. Instantly. Mecha, you're older than my oldest. So He goes, I need I... money for Master Duel and Overwatch 2. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, yeah. Get in line. My kids are asking for money for their games too so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm still buying pokemon games to the kids or yeah. at least the daughters my son can buy his own oh there's some favoritism there <laughs> well the daughters don't make as much money as he makes <laughs> lockless says i'm not a dad but i'm a stepmom to a 17 year old and a 10 year old that's awesome though that yeah. works we have props to the step parents you know yep i don't get enough love yeah, my oldest is I'm actually is my stepdaughter. So and uh, so there was was it ten years of well, it was actually I met her when she was six. So four years of that of me learning to be a parent with her, <laughs> uh, and then when she was ten, that's when we had our second or my first child, my wife's second be our middle daughter so there was a 10-year gap there (laughs) and then uh sammy our youngest he's he's 14 so he came three years later so we have a big gap but then you know those four uh, 17 and 14 year old are close together so but yeah anyways um even with the one moving out we do have their they're in their teens i find i have a little bit more time going in but my mom's moved back in so i'm helping her out with a lot of stuff too so <laughs> so that's taken away a little of the time there so but you know thus the life but you find ways to play games right even when you had your kids and stuff like that we've talked about this before when you've had kids we find ways to play when you're a young dad there's you've seen it we're young dads are holding their babies and playing games, you know? So <laughs> that's, that's where portable gaming comes in handy. Yes. Oh yeah. So great questions, Mecca, as usual. Thanks for always giving us good questions. As, as long as your eyes can support it. My I, eyes really can't support the small screen anymore. Yes. All right. Now we go on to the voicemail from Christian. Hey guys, this is Christian. I was just listening to last week's episode and I, there was a segment where uh, uh, you guys were talking about uh, different types of Pokemon games and what you'd like to see in the future. I've had an idea for a very long time about a new Pokemon game that every time I talk about it, people think I'm crazy. So let me hear what you guys think. My spin on a Pokemon game would be a Pokemon kart racer game where the Pokemon are the ones racing the cars. The twist to it is that there's some sort of stone or elixir or magic that turned the Pokemon into humanoid form filled with characteristics and powers of Pokemon but in humanoid form to ride the cart and the cart goes through every landscape and it's like just basically like the, uh, like an F-Zero mixed with Mario Kart mixed with Pokemon mixed together and I just thought that would be like a really crazy fun game, something Pokemon's never done before. And, you know, I feel like that would be good. But every time I talk about it, people think it's too much, too much, especially when Pokemon turn into a humanoid form. 
but there's so many memes out there with Pokemon looking like a humanoid form, so I don't see why it couldn't happen. Anyways, guys, hope you're having a great day. I'm glad you guys are all safe after the storm. Uh, I'm not sure how far away you are from the storm, but I'm glad you guys are good, and I hope you have a good day. See ya. Wow. That is... That is... We did briefly talk about a cart version of Pokemon and we talked to like a double dash version of it. Right. So yeah. Where we had we one Pokemon riding another Pokemon as a mount. Yes. And then like halfway through it, they switch. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So we so did briefly I, talk about that, but yeah, go ahead, Jesse. I, I like his idea, but again, I am kind of creeped out about them changing <laughs> into a humanoid form, but I think there's enough humanoid like Pokemon Examples: Slowpony, Lucario, Cinderace. That that could probably work with just them as they are. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with that. the The whole changing to human form is, I think, probably where people are uh, are having issues with your idea because <laughs> it's a very cool idea and it's out there. It's just, can you market it? And I think that's a hard market. Because if, if people saw Pikachu as a human, I think a lot of people would be like, uh, can I just have Pikachu? So like it's it's going to be kind of creepy. But I do think the humanoid, there's enough humanoid Pokemon. And there's also the trainers. I mean, people say, why can't I be Brock or Misty or Team Rocket or whatever, yeah, Ash or red exactly. or green or blue, uh, and use them as the, the racers. I think there's enough well-known trainers at this point that they could do something like that and ride different Pokemon. Um, I, I, I guess they could be unlockable characters. Maybe maybe to start that way before branching off. Uh, I mean, it worked for My Little Pony, so I mean, why not work for Pokemon? I was going to ask about that because uh, <laughs> Mecha Dragon in our chat, he's into the pony stuff. And I know that they touched on that briefly. I just don't know how well it did where they, the uh, ponies they, turned humanoid or they were in another universe. and they well, were It was, it was, it was really good weird. enough to have three movies in a short-run TV series. Okay. So. <laughs> Well, there you go. I for, Jesse, it, I it, it, it's a comic did, series too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Equestrian or, girls, I think that's what they called it. I don't. Yeah, know. it's been a, it's been a while since I've watched those. Oh yeah, there's yeah. And he said it was good. So okay, I guess it just depends on how well they 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 tell that story of of how either it's a separate universe or it's like like he said some sort of potion magic something magical happens. They, I still, I still think it's a tough sell. I think, yeah. I think the Pokemon people will, if they're diehard, they'll buy anything Pokemon. They're going to buy it. But for the general people, will be like, uh, I'll stick with Mario Kart, or you know, <laughs> I'll stick with the regular Pokemon. I, I think, I just think it's a, it's a tough hurdle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we unless it's well, as we said last week, Pokemon Conquest is a hard sell. <laughs> yeah, well, that was, a, and that was a great game. Uh, there was Pokemon Dash. You got kind of got a racing game, right? <laughs> yes. Great ideas, great ideas. Keep them coming too. We love hearing your ideas out there. Um, and always, you can always leave a voicemail like Christian did by calling our voicemail number 929 25 dads. That's 929-256-3237. So don't forget, we do have that to where not just Christian has to leave a message or even Mecha Dragon. He did that last week, but anybody can do that. So even Marty used it, I think, right? Yep, he did. <laughs> so he used it to call it. He didn't. Week. He didn't say who he was, but we could tell by his voice who he was. Yeah. 
but you know, because when, when when you leave a voicemail, I get an email that has a rough transcription, and so I'm like, he didn't say who he was. So uh, well, hopefully, we know who he is. And oh, it's Marty. We know who he is. <laughs> yes. So please tell us who you are. <laughs> At least we not may not know your voice. All right. With that, that's the show, gentlemen. Barry, thanks again for sticking with us and being on our show and sharing all that insight into premium edition games and everything that goes on in the background there. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) All right. With that, we'll close out the show. And thanks to all of our subscribers on YouTube. We have broke the $6,500, $6,500, 6,500 mark of subscribers. So we're at 6,525 subscribers. It just keeps going. And we love it. Thank you so much for subscribing. On the Twitch side, we have 1,384 followers and 19 Twitch subscribers. Thank you so much for subscribing and for following. And don't forget, you can use your Amazon Prime to use your free Twitch Prime uh, subscription that you get once a month. And we'd be happy to use it. You know, give it to us. And you can join us in all our Discord stuff (laughs) and our activities there don't forget also about our manscaped code for 20 percent off and free shipping with nindads you can also use that same code at gooder.com that's g-o-o-d-r.com for a percentage off of glasses that you get there check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash merch where you can also get our latest design for celebrating 400 episodes, which we'll also be doing at Extra Life. So go there and get that new uh, shirt like or the clock like Jesse has or a button like I have where we're celebrating, of course, 400 episodes and going to Extra Life and being together for the first time live. All right. Woo. NintendoDads.org. Go there to see all the YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, all our social media stuff. And again, our merch. Go there and check that all out. You can go any social media and search for Nintendo Dads and follow us there. You can email us at NintendoDads at gmail.com. And again, you can send us a voicemail via 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music throughout the show. And before I close out, for some reason, I always skip over this. Huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Solo Something, Alexander Ocampo, RJ Kern, and Chad Benoist. Thanks to those guys for always being our Patreon producers. And thanks to everybody who's our Patreon subscriber again. That's it. Thanks to Barry for stopping by. And thanks to Jesse for stopping by. No. <laughs> for me, it was super easy, Jesse, barely an inconvenience. For Barry, for our missing Justin, and again, our sincerest condolences and prayers to Marty and his family. Thanks for coming to watch. And I just can't finish this out. Thanks. Bye bye. Good night. Good night. You gotta get your together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I need to protect the humans.